evening, everyone, and welcome. We are Random Encounter Productions. I'm Cody Stone. With me tonight, we have... I start with Eric. Oh, hey. Uh, we have uh, me, Eric, playing Sirach, the Eric Cocker Horizon Walker Ranger. Up next, let's say hi to Mars. Well, if you're going to get my name out of the way, <laughs> name's Mars, and I am Tal Roth Oakenblade, the Wood Elf Scout. I think the next one is Meg. Hi, I'm Megan. I'm playing Sarai Landier, the Eladrin Knowledge Clerk. And making his dramatic return is Carlos. Hi, I'm Carlos. I'm playing those in Fahrenheit, the half-orc tiefling forge cleric. Last but definitely not least, Kez. And as part two of the Beefling Squad, this is Treasure, the tiefling barbarian. Awesome. Thank you guys so, so much for being here. Uh, sorry for a little bit of the late start. Had some technical difficulties. We're going to dive in pretty quick. We do want to say thank you to our sponsor for Season 2, Norse Foundry. Uh, they make really awesome dice. Head on over to NorseFoundry.com. Use the promo code REPRPG, REPRPG, and you can get 15% off your entire order. They do metal, gemstone, high-end specialty dice. 15% off is a good deal. We were going to talk about the Junk Drawer Show. We'll see if Carlos makes it back in time for that <laughs> announcement. There he is. Um, but I think we do have uh, another announcement that we need to make. Eric, would you like to do the honors? Uh, hello, everyone. I have enjoyed uh, being your high-pitched spunky bird boy. Uh, I say spunky. He's terrified. He's scaredy bird boy. But I've enjoyed being bird boy for quite some time. Unfortunately, due to um, some scheduling changes on my end, I am probably not going to get to play for what is going to be the rest of this campaign. Uh, and so this will uh, be my farewell episode to you all. And we are we are definitely going to miss you. We know that your availability is changing. Um, but as we go into December, which um, for anybody that doesn't know, we haven't officially announced it, uh, all of our long-running shows are going to go on hiatus for the month of December. We're going to keep you guys entertained with one-shots and campaign uh, runs of, uh, of Gloomhaven and, and all sorts of other legacy content, which is going to be uh, a ton of fun. But uh, Disasters, Vampire the Masquerade, these are going to go on break for the month of December. But maybe when we come back in January, when we're launching some new shows, uh, we can see Eric involved in those. So while Sirach is uh, is stepping away, Eric is always welcome to be a part of the channel. And we, we hope to find a, plot, a spot for him there as well. So... Uh, we also want to give a shout-out to the Junk Drawer Show. Carlos, tell us what they're up to. Hi. Sorry about that. When you said Norse Foundry, I just realized I didn't have my dice, so I had to run and get them. Uh, so you can check us out at thejunkdrawershow.com. Right there, you can find our link tree. We are creating a lot of content. I think we're starting to do a Magic the Gathering um, as well. So that's fun. Um, especially with the new like D&D packs that they came out. I myself have one, which is amazing. I'm still learning it, but we'll find out how I do that at thejunkdoorshow.com. Back to you, Cody. Awesome. Well, I'm excited to see how that goes. Magic is a uh, a wonderful, deep, and, and weird hole to, to travel down. Um, the, the cardboard crack dragon will, will consume you. Uh, but we are 
excited that you guys are doing great stuff. All right, guys, if there is nothing else, let's get into tonight's adventure, shall we? Our adventure takes place in the lands of Lickdrakt, their lands of myth and legend. And one of the greatest myths of all is the city of Draconopolis. Here, dragons from all uh, walks of, of life, from chromatic to gemstone to metallic and beyond, gather. It is the center of dragon society. It is uh, a place that has fallen and regrown and been rebuilt multiple times over and probably has the longest history of any city in the civilized world. So, our heroes, the Archivists, have traveled here in hopes of finding a piece of the Staff of Gyron, an ancient dragon, the first uh, Lord of Dragons, warder after the Worm King and his uh, Dragon Queen and Dragon Knight uh, went about, did, did other Dragon Gaudi things. Um, Staff of Abjuration that the small folk have been using to protect. Uh, thank you for the follow so much. You guys are awesome. Uh, to protect their their town. Uh, the town of Cardian had utilized one. And so our heroes have uh, come up with a second piece. And they need to get a couple of more. Working as a dowsing rod, homing beacon, they have been led to the heart of the city. Now, you guys had arrived and come in a, um, how to put it, a food truck, a Screamer's <laughs> Meat Mobile, um, a double-decker bus with uh, churrasco beef hanging off the side, carnesaria on, on wheels, um, for for both the the dragon folk and the non dragon folk, uh, it has been uh, a day, and already making waves. Rarely do outsiders know how to cook the 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 dragony goodness, the way yes, uh, Mama Dragon used to make. That's that seems a little odd, but we're gonna go with that. Um, so you guys have done a very good job. You have. Uh, made progress for sure and when last we spoke you guys had uh, a couple of really good leads on where the next staff piece might be uh so rock you were attuned to the staff of gyron you had uh, noted that it was flying above the city and um a little bit of research most likely uh, silver dragons tend to to make their their uh, home above the clouds, as do red dragons. Actually, the tops of mountains is is common for them. Um, but silver dragons have a better relationship with uh, other civilized races. They really tend to like them. Um, cloud giants are the ones that can make flying castles, as it were. And so, you guys have come to this pretty good conclusion uh you know that there are some art exhibits that are that are set to be made um i forgot what some of your other leads were 
There was a white dragon, or something that worked for a white dragon that approached Grizz. Mm-hmm. Uh, was kind of impressed by the cooking, so yes. he threw a lead that way. Yes. And there was something about a dragon chess tournament. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, so those are all very interesting things that we should probably get to next next week. Um, but uh, let's let's focus in on that staff piece. Um, Sirak, I think. What did you find out last week? So what I found out was that um, the uh, directionality that the um, that the uh, staff of Gyron was pointing me to was up mm-hmm. into a section of clouds that seemed to while there were other clouds moving around it there was this specific section of clouds that seemed to be stationary and in a what would be described a geosynchronous sort of orbit where it's not moving yeah um good so what what would you guys like how would you like to approach this problem um, where would you like to begin? You guys, uh, we'll say it is uh, past dinner time. You guys are past the dinner rush. You've done the cleanup. Everybody's a little sore because uh, serving jobs are are uh, harder than anyone gives them credit for. Uh, so your your wings, your feet, your feathers, your horns, all tired. But um, but you you have regrouped. Thosin, you have uh, your blacksmith's apron has uh, been doubled into a butchery apron. Sorry, Screepers uh, gave you that job. Um, that and to keep the keep the fires burning. Uh, Sarai, you did a wonderful job handing out flyers along with treasure. Uh, Tauroth, were you were you doing the Chowster um, reviews? Oh, sweet. Screamers basically had me as a kitchen boy just kind of running around. Right, he did. Yes. Yes, he did. (laughs) Of course he did. Um, (laughs) So it it is the night of of our last adventure, of our last week. Um, You guys have the opportunity to sort of go over what you have and make a plan for the next day. Um, Making it up to that those clouds seems to be the the primary focus um so i leave it to you how would you guys like to do this so we Uh, talked about i know we talked about uh last week how there are like architectural pieces that are used primarily by the little folk to get around uh where flying is because they can't fly mm mm-hmm but it doesn't look like any of those go to the cloud structures. Um, or is that something we could investigate? Yeah, go ahead. Um, why don't you guys make an investigation check? Oh, I'm okay with that. Okay. Uh, that's a, oh, we got mixed around. Okay, I'm at bottom now. Yeah, yeah, Carlos uh, juggled everybody when his camera went out. No, that's all right. Cool. I, ju- I looked back at the screen and I was like, I'm 
I don't. I, I am not I look, in the same place as before. I, I looked at the screen. I was like, wow, I look good. Oh, wait, that's Meg. My bad. There it is. Uh, you know. <laughs> uh, Saride, what did you get? 16. Okay. Uh, Taroth? Too busy getting some of the grease that fell into my boots out. I got a one. Oof. <laughs> yeah. That's rough. Uh, Carlos? 10. Sirak? Rode well. I got a 19. Nice. And treasure? 15. 15. Okay. Um, Zorak, yeah, you, you do discover that there are um, there are teleportation circles that are that are used to travel to the uh, to the cloud um, to the cloud castles, right? The dragon of the clouds is an ancient um, silver worm that is named uh, Chance Kiden. Chance Kiden? Kirin. Kirin. Yep. Like dragon? Doesn't Kirin mean dragon? Um, Kirin is, um, I, I mean, I'm, it might in, in certain languages. Um, they're also the name of the, like, unicorn ponies. That was it. Okay. I was like, we've had a Kirin before. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, it, so that can mean, um, lucky or, or fortunate also, um, because they are emissaries of good luck and good fortune and things things like that. So there there seems to be uh, in his naming convention a um, a theme of fortune or luck. Alright. So basically I uh, in those clouds up above Thinking there's a, a place there, because we got a. That's where this uh, signal's coming from, guys. So, uh, th- this is not. Th- this is more just out of a personal curiosity, Sirak, but how much can you carry when you fly? <laughs> um, uh, not. Treasure puts down the extra. Corn dog. <laughs> I I could probably get you know at least you know two people up there, but I might have some trouble with two others. Um, no, we're we're gonna have to find a different way. I think I saw some like teleportation circles or something. I mean, that's got to be how they get up there, right? There is an extensive network uh, for teleportation circles throughout the city. It is how dragons of wealth and magical means fast travel. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're, they could literally fly everywhere, but it's some of its miles, and they're like, nah, I'm just going to, I'm going to literally walk in a teleportation. <laughs> yeah, because when you're, when you're an old dragon, walking and flying uh, makes you tired. That's... <laughs> flying, now that is a young dragon's game. <laughs> 
Exactly. <laughs> this, uh, is, this is more of a Morris question, but do the teleportation circles teleportation circles for dragons stop when adventurers are nearby since they can't fast travel while there's enemies? Um uh, well, I had to, I'm sorry. You're good. You're good. It takes a minute to activate a teleportation circle. So I think it's more that's why they can't fast travel when there are enemies nearby. So now this is question. something that I don't know. Uh, does anyone know how to use the teleportation circle? Because I'm, I'm sure you gotta, I'm sure you gotta like step inside them, but then do you, do you just like circle, take me to the Isle of Nibumbu, and then you just go? Like what happens? Does anyone know? I don't, I don't think it works quite like that. I think oh. somebody has to cast. I don't know how to do it. I definitely don't know how to do it. I'm going to kind of poke treasure on the arm. Do you know how to do it? You put your right hoof in. You put your right hoof <laughs> Listen, I watched lots of people do it, but I never actually personally did anything beyond stand in one and go where people told me to. <laughs> but what if we don't have hooves? Well, then it just gets complicated. Oh, shit. To help you guys <laughs> out a little bit, um, Fable can let you know. It is a spell. It takes a minute to cast. You have to know the address of the teleportation circle you are going to. Think Stargate, for those of us who are so nerdily inclined. Which um, I have recently started rewatching, and I'm on episode 12 uh, of SG1. So it's a good series. It's it a is a series. super good series. Um, so, your, your probably your best effort um, could be making contact with somebody that uh, works up there. You know, every dragon of note has uh, small folk emissaries and servants and seneschals and all of those wonderful titles. Um, so, or any sort of business of importance has to do business with the dragon with the the skybound right um so ingratiating yourselves with any of them is a great way to go uh so we gotta find someone with silver scales on their clothes or someone who works with mail delivery there gotcha. was a there was a there's a guy that talked to Grizz last week because he liked the food and he wanted to hire him for his dragon. Do we remember what color he was wearing? That was a white. And that's what we want, right? No, we wanted a silver. Fuck. Okay. Um, okay. So we just need to find people wearing silver. Mm -hmm. I look around for people wearing silver. Well, there's not immediately around you, but we'll we'll dive into that tomorrow. You guys wake up. You there's, no, there's none here. Sorry. <laughs> right. Um. You have a good night's rest. You guys gather up, and uh, Grizz and company, the others, continue to tend the. Uh, booming business of uh, 
Screamer Screamin' Meats. Um, Such a good name. And you take the lightning rail into the heart of Draconopolis. It is a massive mass transit system designed for the small folk. And it, like the monorails uh, of, of Walt Disney World that drives through buildings and uh, through not just parks and outdoors, but just living and working areas of these dragons. They are... The city is built for their size. The city is built for their grandeur. And it is accommodations that are made for smaller creatures. Right? Yes, Sirak. I'm just imagining the um, the train scene from Zootopia where you have like the giant train and then you just have the little train at the bottom where everyone all the small little ones ride. Yeah. That is that is that is it. Except I, I think this train is at dragon height, like natural dragon head height, that's where a lot of the like medium creature walkways are, so that dragons don't have to stoop down to uh, to, to talk to people. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's not at eye level, like it's at chest level. They're still above you, but <laughs> that that you're an old dragon, can't be looking down. Don't want to carry your your peoplers with you all the time to see all these little folk running around. Um, so yeah, it it is about that size. Uh, everybody, do me a favor. I will take any persuasion or investigation check. It is up to you. Um, and I'm gonna we're gonna do a, a fun little chance game. So the better you do, the better chance your team has. Persuasion. Or perception. Per, I'm gonna say persuasion or investigation. Because it's not just any silk. Like there are people with silver scales around, right? Like a, a, every ten minutes, you're gonna run into one. But not all silver scales are the same, and so it is sussing out who is actually of of use and value to you. That is important here. So, um, so right, what'd you get? Fourteen persuasion. All right. Uh, Taroth. I'm distracted by how big everything is and just trying to kind of math everything. I got a one, natural one in my investigation. All right. What's your, t- <laughs> what's your total? Yeah. I, yeah, that was bad. So just a one? That's the... No, that- I got a, a total nine. Total nine. Okay. All right. Yeah. Great. There we go. Uh, Carlos. 27. Sorry, Zoom's being pain. Uh, natural 24, 27. Of, of investigation persuasion. or persu- of persuasion? Sorry. Right. All Jesus. right. I think you convert somebody <laughs> in the process. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't be my first time. There you go. Uh, Sirak, what'd you get? Sirak so got a seven for investigation. Seven. All right. Sounds good. And treasure. Treasure adjusts her like scale male bikini top, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is also silver. Puffs up her chest and managed to get a twenty-seven as well in persuasion. Ooh. <laughs> Deeply. All right. <laughs> so, with have with you the- heard the good word of beef? <laughs> 
with the beeflings. Uh, that reminds me of Preacher, uh, the the AMC series. It's God of Meat. That's awful. Don't say that. Um, <laughs> so on on the back of, on the backs of the beeflings, here's what's going to happen. You guys totaled up at eighty four percent. Nicely done. I'm going to ask Sirak to roll me a percentile. Okay, Sirak, if you roll uh, under eighty four percent, or do you want to roll high or roll low? I'll give it to you either way. You let me know. You know what? With my chances, I'm save roll low. Okay. So if you roll under 84%, you're going to find somebody that is not only helpful, uh, but um, not only knows how to get you into the Sky sky Fortress, but is helpful. All right? And if you roll above it, you're going to find somebody that can get you into the Sky Fortress, they're going to want something from you. So, once you roll that percentile, let me know what you get. All right. Every time I roll this, you roll low. Don't screw me this time, percentile dice. But it's our last chance for you to roll high. <laughs> okay, 35. All right. <laughs> Nicely done. So, you guys spend the better part of the day in the heart of of Draconopolis. You run into some individuals that are dressed in silver scales, some that do a wide variety of businesses. You stop and talk to some of the mail delivery uh, people, although you find out that most of the medium creatures uh, only deliver medium creature mail. They have a a special um, a specialized um, flying like gargoyle force to deliver dragon-sized mail because dragons are bigger. They need bigger people to deliver bigger mail. Um, I reserve the right to say not gargoyles later, but for now, that's what I said. And you do come away with one of the... One of the people that used to work up in the Sky Fortress has introduced themselves as Brenton Thorne, human of just past middle age, Um, so so near 40, uh, whose chin uh, just barely at the corners uh, has begun to gray, and otherwise is impeccably dressed. And you can tell on his uniform that the scales uh, have been removed from his from his clothing. He's come highly recommended, and you've weed, weaned your way through all of the dragon servants like... Um, no reference I can say that's going to make sense. So we're going to keep moving. <laughs> But this is where you have arrived. It is early evening, and Brenton has agreed to meet with you at um, at the Ice Dragon Cafe. And as you guys make your way into this place, it is sort of the under-the-bar mouse hole to a much larger uh, 
Dragon Cafe. And each of the tables has a dense sort of um, iced, a coffee icicle that um, is sort of descending from the roof down down to the sides. And there is a, like a little spigot there. And you, um, there's a sort of a Bunsen burner lighter that you, that you click and, uh, and light so that it slowly melts and pours the coffee for, for everybody at the table with, uh, four little spigots. And Brenton is sitting there at, um, one of them. Each table sort of, uh, is defined by its, the type of brew that it is. And, um, most of them are named for dragon dragon types or, or mythical dragon types. And um, as you guys are making your way in, you take a look at the sign over the spigots for his and in the glass etched around it uh, and then inked in sort of black and silver is a note that says, is the words uh, Quicksilver Plus. Huh. Just kind of looking around. It's like, hey, uh, Gresham? She's already just kind of <laughs> semi shivering to herself. It's like, uh, that, that, that's all coffee. That's all, that's all coffee, right? Uh, I'm gonna venture to say yes. I found my new favorite place. No, you can have it. It's cold in here. So, do we just do we just get a cup and light one of them on fire? Is that what we do, or what's going on? I'm about to find out. <laughs> just start making my way. Okay. Um, yeah, you, you've spotted Brenton. You know him by description. He doesn't know you. Um, so when you are ready to make your approach, you may, but you guys can make your way to the cafe bar where the ordering is taking place. Um, all of sort of the coffee machines, for lack of a better term, uh, are steampunk pipe style coming from, from the roof of this place. Um, so yeah, what would you like to do? Uh, this first thing I'd probably do is go to the bar, mm-hmm. just ask for a couple drinks, uh, see if I can get one that's actually nice and hot for treasure. Okay. Yeah. So they, um, the way this place charges is by the cup that you order and you, you're paying more, but it's essentially like bottomless coffee. Um, and then if you want to keep a, if you want to have a hot coffee, um, then you have a specialty cup that has a hearthstone in it that will heat the coffee once it is melted into the cup. The more you describe this place, the more I want it to be a real place to go to. (laughs) I have coffee dreams, I guess. I don't know. I just... (laughs) Sounded cool. More than cool. Yeah. Ice um, cold. 
I'll probably get a. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll probably get just like a regular cup for myself and okay. uh, see about getting one of the uh, like hot cup drinks for a treasure. Get okay. that warmed up. Yeah. Her cup comes with a saucer to so that it's comfortable to hold or set down, right? Um, yeah, you you can you can buy the small, the extra large size. Like it's really by size, kind of what you're buying. Um, for the hot coffee, let, we're gonna say both of them are like five silver, just to make uh, nice round numbers for me. Um, so yeah, you get those you get those cups. Uh, Sirak, those in to ride. Are you guys uh, picking up any any coffee? On on the road, or I definitely am. I'm gonna take the darkest, strongest that they have. Okay. Sirak is gonna try coffee. Okay. Sirak's getting something iced so she can swirl it judgily. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it all it all starts iced until you until you melt it enough, um, which is which is a good time. Um, Sirak, since you are trying coffee for the first time, if I'm understanding right. Okay. Good, good, good. Um. Power off, get the crowbar ready. This whole campaign is just Sirak's adventures with controlled substances. Really <laughs> yep. Yep, yep, yep. Caffeine, technically a controlled substance. Yep. How are you supposed to learn otherwise? <laughs> Safe what, environment. Think, what you think they have? Your friends. Think they have fantasy dare? You know. <laughs> um. Okay. Don't do the spice. Don't do the spice now. So, Sirak, what yes. would you like to? What would you like to to drink? Um, so, as you said, there are just stalagmites of coffee. Yeah, they're in tubes. Uh, stalactites. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, he's, what, which one has, like, the harshest sounding name? Oh, uh, the harshest sounding name yeah. is, um, hmm, uh, like I want something that's like Fist of the Beast King. Like, how about the Black Dragon's gums? Yeah, yeah. He'll he'll uh, he'll go right up to that. Okay. He'll turn that spigot and let it flow into his cup. Yeah, yeah. So it starts to heat up. The spigot uh, turns and it, it slowly begins to pour out. It is uh, a pure black. There is nothing uh, nothing cutting it uh, as as it were. Um, You've got a, we'll say a, like a medium-sized cup that um, that you go ahead and fill up. Uh, taking it iced, or you're gonna try to heat it up to to coffee temp. No, iced. Okay. Just leave it iced. Okay. He doesn't know better. He doesn't know better. That's fine. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, you're you're good to go. All right. I'm I'm gonna take a swig. Okay. So as you do, you uh, discover a couple of interesting things about the Black Dragon's gums. Um, there are... So this is a, a thick um, black cold brew that has... Um, 
coffee grounds still remaining like in it that you're supposed to filter uh filter down and out um and you can kind of see people have like little filters and meshes and things like that but you you get up there and you you take a you take a good drink um i want you to make a constitution saving throw oh because i'm good at those yeah they're your best All right, all right. Uh, so, did you say a constitution throw or a constitution saving throw? Saving throw. Saving throw. Okay, then it's fourteen. Nicely done. Yeah, you succeed. Yeah. You you um you sort of birdie birdie it up, and then you you like in your beak um find that the the little uh, coffee grounds have kind of lined the underside of your beak, basically where your gums would be. And uh, and they start to tingle and get a little numb. <laughs> it's smooth. You you good there, Ciroc? You just see Ciroc's eyes begin to like the pupils begin to widen. The maze is working properly. Yeah, no, I feel like we're perfectly right? fine. I think we could do anything here. Do we have to talk to this guy? Where is this Brenton guy? I know we kept hearing about him. I thought I saw him over here, but now I'm just trying to get this coffee into my system. And... Whoa! Hey, uh, Ciroc, yes? here's, here's something uh, Here's something I want to test out. What's up? Can you taste sound? Taste sound? What kind of idiotic question is that, Tyra? I thought we could taste... That's a trumpet. Well, um, all right. Uh, you you've never had coffee before, have you? Should one's heart beat this fast? I'm just not really sure that it should be beating this fast. Like I usually I'm just like a thump, 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 but now it's like a thump, 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 Put my yeah, hands on his shoulders and just, all right, Sorak, just take a deep breath in, slowly, or as slow as you can right now. <gasps> Let it out slowly. Bah! All right. Um, <laughs> oh, boy. We, we might need to work some of this out of you just so... Yeah. I, we're kind of seeing you're kind of up here right now. We kind of want to bring it back down just a hair or a feather. Nice and easy. Um, oh, boy. Um, I'll kind of turn to Treasure and just kind of point towards Ciroc. Just... She's laughing. She's like <laughs> in her cup and laughing. <laughs> All right. You know I think... I think, I think we did find Brenton. Let's go. Let's go talk to Brenton. Yeah, I think I think I'm fine. I don't think I think I think I'm coming down from it. Um, and I'm immediately going to do a backflip, just standing position, do a backflip. Okay. Yeah. Make an acrobatics check. Go for it. Oh, you were on a twelve. You were on a twelve. Rolled a two for a ten. You complete the backflip. Yeah. You get distracted when you're upside down, and you forget that you're doing a backflip, and then you remember you're doing a backflip, 
and you land it. Not the most graceful, but you do it. Yeah, yeah, I'm calm. I'm calm. I'm totally calm. I'm going to take a sip of his coffee now. Okay. Go for it. Con save too? Yes. Sarai, do we want to bust out the child leashes at this point? (laughs) So my first roll was a nat one. My second roll was a nat one. My third roll was a nat 20. Hey! (laughs) Yeah, it's good coffee. Um, You know, it's it's thick. It's a little... uh, It's a a little chewy. Um, Because there are grounds in it. But the they're not your normal coffee grounds. They definitely are sort of like the um, the coffee mocha, like little Java chips that you can like chew on. Um, so yeah, she's gonna walk over to Sarai and or, I'm Sarai, um, and to Sarak and offer her iced coffee. And here, um, maybe maybe this might might help. And um, she'll put a, a hand on him and cast calm emotions. Okay. If he wants me to, it's a save. Are you trying to resist Rock? I I wouldn't know to. I wouldn't I I I trust implicitly of Sarai. Okay. Yeah, just just maybe not backflipping. Oh, okay. yeah. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah. <laughs> Well, good. Yeah, you start to feel uh, start to feel a little calmer. Your heart starts beating a little slower. Okay. It's better when it's iced, right? Yeah, you're not you're not wrong. This stuff's good. So, to Brenton. To Brenton. You guys see him? He's still over at the at the spigot, um, Quicksilver Plus. He uh, he's the only one at that table, and yeah, a lot of the other tables usually have some sort of like a stirring uh, stick, or some have straws. Some look like they have um, iced um, uh, ice cubes of like milk or or cream and sugar or other little you know traditional accoutrement to to such drinks um but he is he is there by himself it's towards the back it's one it's kind of a not completely isolated but it's definitely you get the feeling it's one of the less used uh tables i'll make sure i finish my first cup kind of walk over and uh excuse me good sir just mind if i what uh just uh get a shot at the spigot please the quicksilver plus sounds interesting yeah yep just calmly reach in pour some in okay he he watches you with an enthralled interest Uh, sorry, do I have? Did I spill something on myself? No, 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 no. Can I make an insight check? Yeah. 
have the ability. We'll see if I can. <laughs> no, because I was a nat one for an eight. So, uh-uh. uh, dude's a little weird, but you're not really yeah, sure what's up. It's a up. coffee shop. It's yeah, no that's true. That's true. There's no weird people in coffee shops. What are you talking about? Yeah. So it's going to be the one guy working on the screenplay. Yeah. I'm um, right here, Eric. <laughs> so Brenton's there. He's he is he is eyes locked uh, on on Tauroth. Sorok's going to waddle over and sit down at the table. Treasure's going to make her way over. How's it taste? I'll just take a sip. Make a constitution saving throw. 11. You immediately start sweating. (laughs) Damn, I know how Sorok felt like five minutes ago. Your leg starts shaking. Just gonna kind of calmly have a seat. Just... (laughs) As he sits on the stool, you guys, uh, you guys start hearing just a rapid like. <laughs> I look as his shaking leg on an uneven, uneven uh, chair just is rattling. How are you? You okay over there? Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> Ooh, this stuff is really good. Yeah, my knife. Oh, yep. whoa. Um, yep, yep, yep. I, I look so right. I think someone may have cast haste on him. Um, no. Can I detect some form of magic? S- like... No, sweetie. He's just drinking coffee like a big boy. Um, <laughs> good lord. I mean, I drink no, no, coffee like a big boy, this. too, but... Well, um... I don't think it's coffee. It's, this is dragon coffee. Well, now Treasure's curious, and she's going to take a sip of whatever Talroth is drinking. All right. I'll, I'll just... I'll just, as slowly as I can, hand up the cup so it doesn't shake and spill. Sure. <laughs> it's cold, but make your make your constitution saving throw. Oh, my God. Okay, well, constitution is something I'm actually pretty good at. Mm-hmm. So um, that's going to be 15 plus 7. Okay. One okay. makes it out of here. <laughs> as, as you take the, the drink, um, treasure... Your jaw starts to tingle right at the hinge, and you're like you're you feel very twitchy, but you you realize it and you're able to control it. Um, but yeah, you 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 definitely like you're like I get it. I understand why people are why Talroth is having a moment here. And I tell if. This guy, the way that this guy is acting is because he failed a con save on this coffee. <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you, um, I'll take insider medicine. Uh, I'll go with medicine. Okay. Uh, 12. Okay. So um, it doesn't actually look like he failed the insight, failed the con save. Uh, he, you get the feeling he drinks this all the time. Like, but this is just kind of how he acts on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, 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 you sort of piece together that if he isn't drinking this, he probably like doesn't get out of bed. <laughs> okay. 
Like it, it is, it is a complete chemical dependency, and uh, he's got two speeds uh, going and, and stop. <laughs> wow, I mean, I wish I knew what that felt like. <laughs> so, so uh, I think we're, uh, I think we're here to beat you, my friend. Oh yeah, is that you guys? Is that what? Uh, who is it that uh, you said you were gonna be? Yeah, that's us. That's oh. us. We're here. This is uh, this is the people. Good, good, good. So you were looking to get into uh, Chance Rents? Mm-hmm. Cool. Yep, yep, yep. I can get you in there. I used to be. I used to work there. Oh, what did you do? I did everything. That's why I never slept. That's why I had to drink this. That's why I can never stop drinking this. Sirach's just gonna slide his cup over. Interesting. Um. Yep. yep so yep, yeah, yep. how do we? How Good do times. we? Uh, yeah. Great times. I bet. Absolutely. Uh, Got fired three days ago. Not bitter about it at all. What? Uh, if you don't mind my asking, what what happened? Nothing. Did my job. Not drinking on the job. No. Never drinking. What did you get fired I mean, for? Have to drink on the job. Have to drink on the job. Have drinking is the job. This is the job, and I do the job, and I do it very well. I did everything. Used to schedule his lunches, used to schedule his meetings, used to schedule his art displays, used to schedule his uh, transfers of money, of scales, of coins, of art, of... Anyway, so, yeah, came in one day, because I used to sometimes get to go home to sleep. It was my night at home. It was a treat. Used to, used to get a treat. And uh, got a nice high-rise. Really great. Could pay for it. Lived almost at the top of the central tower. Really cool place. But <laughs> when you're beneath the clouds, you're <laughs> beneath the clouds, right? So, anyway, I uh, came in, and I saw Chance. And I was like, Chance, you got to get scrubbed up. We got to go. And he said, Brenton, my quick little man you're fired and I said but chance that's impossible I know literally your entire schedule you couldn't do anything without me I am your living breathing PDA like personal dragon assistant like I I do it all I don't understand and I've been really really good are you are you getting rid of me for a newer model he goes no no Brenton your services are no longer required. And I said, mm, this has to be some sort of mistake. And then he did the dragon thing where he yelled. And I did the human thing where I ran. And then a couple of uh, Dragonborn came and escorted me to the teleporter. And then I was teleportation circled out of there. And then, as I was walking away from the place, it exploded. Uh, the the place with the teleportation circle? Yep. In the sky, or the one that's down here on the ground? Down here on the ground. It exploded? It exploded, yep. Is that normal nope. for a teleportation circle? Hasn't okay. happened in 250 years. Probably more. But, Arcane Overload. Misuse of dust. Said it was small folk. Drinking on the jab. Not small folk. Not drinking on the jab. Bunch of dragons. Took a bunch of people out that used to work there. You know, chewed them up, spit them out, breathed on them a lot. Really nasty oh, you, stuff. You mean took them out? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me 
medium folk don't uh, often get the blame if anything happens with a dragon. So, you know, kind of a whew, thing. But I'm pretty sure they were trying to blow me up. Want it to look like an accident. Good thing I walk so fast. Yeah, it's all this Quicksilver Plus. Yeah, have to use the Quicksilver Plus. Anything else is useless. Dumb. Waste of time. So, would you would you even... I, I'd hazard to say, with as much as you know about uh, Chance's schedule, could there be a chance that he just wanted to get rid of you for how much you knew? Yep, absolutely. Very possible. But Chance hasn't had anything against a human in a very long time. It's very odd for Chance. Chance is, you know, super lucky. And part of his luck was having the best assistant ever, uh, which was me. So, I think somebody replaced him. Somebody replaced Chance. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. So Chance Corinne isn't Chance Corinne. Yep. Well, just kind of listening. Is there a way that we know that Chance is not Chance? And <sighs> Sorry, I just had to catch my breath for a second. Um, That is some strong coffee. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Is there a way for us to know or to figure out if that really is chance or not like some kind of tick or tell or something mm, I think you need something a little different than that uh, I can make an arrangement we can have a spell of true sight prepared uh, I didn't have it when I was going in there so you know maybe if you go in there with something like that then that would uh, help but I know that Chance hasn't made any appearances in three days, and that's very odd for Chance. Chance likes making appearances. And it, dragons have true sight. So if the dragon Chance, that's not Chance, is trying to stay out of sight, it's because he's trying to stay out of true sight. Aha! That, oddly enough, makes perfect sense. I know, right? I've been thinking about it a lot. Well, where are we, uh, where are we going to get that, uh, scroll? You, you know a guy, or? Yep, I know everybody. That's why I'm the best assistant in the whole city. Well, some of Chance's luck rubbed off on you that get out in that teleporter blow up. If it helps, um, I, I can cast it. That's great. Perfect. Don't need a scroll. Super good. Super easy. Barely an inconvenience. I'd have to wait until tomorrow in order to do it. Same. That's okay. Tomorrow's fine. All right. Well then, you're gonna. Are you gonna be with us inside of the castle, or do you think uh, they see you and it's uh, it's bad times? Oh, they see any of us, it's going to be bad times because you're not invited. And uh, Chance doesn't like people that aren't invited. I mean, actually, he kind of does, but he says he doesn't. But uh, if I was somebody that had replaced Chance and I didn't want other people to find out, I wouldn't like it if people showed up unannounced. And if they did, I would probably try to kill them. So I don't think it matters if I'm with you or not. They're going to try to kill everybody. So I think we go in there and you guys um, kill them first. Cool, 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 cool. 
So, go into a place, possibly commit mass murder to a uh, public figure. No, not to a public... I mean, who knows if the person that's impersonating Chance is a public figure, but Chance is a very important public figure. That would be more like home defense. But as far as I understood it, and maybe this is dragon propaganda, but don't all adventurers just break into houses and kill everybody and commit mass murder? Like, isn't that your gig? Isn't that, like, what you guys do? I'm pretty sure that's the job description, isn't it? I've never been to, like, an adventuring school, but I feel like, you know, kick in the door, kill everything, and take what's left is... Isn't that, like... It doesn't sound hard. I mean, it sounds okay. hard, but it doesn't sound complicated. Well, it, it does depend on the brand of adventures you're going for. I mean, ah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At, at least for us, we tend to kind of explore first, uh, make ah. sure we know what we're getting ourselves into most of the time. Cool. cool but cool. for the most part, at least personally, I prefer avoiding murder because uh-huh. uh-huh. it just gets messy and the cleanup afterwards. Mm-hmm. Do you clean up afterwards? Uh, from everything I've seen from the, you know, dragon reels, uh, there's no cleanup afterwards. That's like part of the um, stigma about adventures is that even if you kill a dragon and you take all of the stuff that any dragon that moves in there afterwards is going to have to clean up after you. And it just seems rude. So this, the biggest part of the stigma is that we're messy. No, the biggest part of the stigma is that you guys are mass murderers, but you know, um, you're also tasty and you make for really good uh, villains in dragon uh, propaganda pieces. So, you know. I can at least count to that tasty part. I know for a fact I taste horrible with hot sauce. Ah, good to know. So so you do know it's propaganda though, right? I mean, I'm a medium folk, but here, if you're a dragon, um, what would you be afraid of? Pretty much nothing. And if people wanted you to be afraid of something, they would have to make something scary. So, you know, adventurers are uh, roaming bands of uh, maniacal killers come to steal your eggs in the night and inspire fear and want you to, you know, both corrupt your brain and uh, destroy your clutches. You guys are both weak and yet extremely terrifying. So, you know, it doesn't make a lot of sense, but that's what people listen to. Well, that's really uh-huh. what dragons listen to. So, you know. The, the beginnings of fascism. Your enemy is both weak and the undermining and underminingly strong at the same time. Luckily, there are some smart dragons, but I mean, you know, entertainment is entertainment. So, but it's, yeah, there's a lot more rhetoric about that. That's what the uh, Dragon First movement is about. Yeah, well, we've been hearing a fair bit about that lately. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Don't suppose uh, your, your friend Chance there had any rivalries or any counter interests with that movement? Oh, yeah. Chance hated them didn't believe in them really liked the small folk and found us not only useful but entertaining and the fact that we developed culture so very fast compared to dragons uh made us like super entertaining because as far as dragons go uh you know stuff just takes a really 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 long time for things to come about so uh you know new ideas and small folk practices are mm, kind of a hot button issue but uh, even Chance being near one of the oldest dragons in Draconopolis, adopting uh, new wave adventures, really set the pace for uh, both old and young dragons alike. Not to mention the amassed fortune. I mean, there's a reason the dude lives above the city. So, you know, 
that's a statement. Um, but, you know, wherever Chance voted, a lot of the older uh, Dragon constituents voted as well. And he was building a really big following with a bunch of the younger dragons, too. So uh, Chance is a real uh, mover and or shaker. Well, this does bring up the question. Uh, are there any other dragons that might be able to kind of take Chance's place that haven't been around lately? I mean, there's a lot of older dragons, and many of them have a ton of influence. Um, I don't... Do you mean, like, replace Chance because he's dead, or replace Chance like they're trying to impersonate him? Let's go with the, has anybody noticeable been missing while Chance has been missing also? I mean, it's been three days, and I've been a little focused on uh, not dying, and the fact that I was almost blown up. So, haven't really been paying attention. I'll just slide some more coffee his way. Thanks. That's good. He actually puts the cup to the side and he he looks up at like the bar and he looks at treasure. He goes, hey, can you take like a step this way? She kind of scoots. Thank you. To where he and he reaches into a bag of holding and he pulls out this um, the like 7-Eleven gallon thermos uh, cup. The medieval version of that. And he cranks the fire up and, and opens the spigots. And it's big enough that it, it'll, like, catch all four. And he's like, Shh. <laughs> This is one of only two places in the city that still serves Quicksilver Plus, And everybody knows that I drink it. And if somebody was going to try to kill me, they would definitely try to kill me at a place where there was Quicksilver Plus. So I have to get enough Quicksilver Plus to, you know, not die. So I'm going to just calmly just casually kind of turn around and just do a quick scan of the bar, see if anyone else was kind of eyeing this direction. Okay, yeah, make a make a perception check. Can I also make a perception Absolutely. check? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, rolled was 15, but my passive is 21, if it matters. I'll take the passive, sure. Yeah, same thing. My roll was 9, but my passive is 22. The people that seem most interested in uh, Brenton is, are the people that work there. Like, you get the feeling he's done this trick before, and they're trying to, like, keep an eye on him. Um, none of the other patrons, like, they seem interested in you guys a little bit, because you're new, and you're clearly from out of town. But it doesn't look like he's in immediate danger. Although what he is saying does make sense, and he firmly believes it. I mean, just based on that, if, if he's going to be in danger out here or in there... Just well take him with us in there because he's going to know a whole lot more about the layout of that place and even some ways to get around that we might not know. Yeah, absolutely. So I'd say uh, let's pack it up here if you're good to go. Uh, we said tomorrow, correct? Cool, 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 cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, do you have any personal effects you need to pick up first, or are you good to start walking with us? No, I put everything that I needed in my bag because, you know, my place and the high-rise, real dangerous. So, no, I've been uh, up for about three days, and I have been wandering the streets of Draconopolis like a badass, but I'm ready to go. Let's go. Uh, cool. Um, you're going to be a delight when we introduce you to Screavers. 
Absolutely. <laughs> Super excited. Let's do it. And he, he puts his giant thermos cup away, and he he follows you guys out. Um, Before I, leave, I am going to get a little more of the Quicksilver, see okay. if I can put a cap on it. Hey, Treasure, maybe this will wake Narvi up. Hey. Oh my god! <laughs> um, yeah, so you guys keep an eye on Brenton for the evening, and actually he decides when he sees the meat truck, uh, he's like, because it's part meat truck, part like slaughterhouse, as far as I can tell. Like it, it's kind of terrifying. So he has a very rapid breakdown, but decides not to drink the um the brew that night. So he actually passes out for like he goes dead to the world for for the night for eight hours. Um, <laughs> you guys arise in the morning. Uh, you gather your stuff. You prepare the appropriate spells. Um, Brenton is going to lead you to one of the public, um, teleportation circles. They're a service, uh, for, for most of the city and the use of them. He knows some private ones. So, um, by private, I mean, they don't record who's going in and out. So, um, black market teleportation circles. Yes. So it's going to run, um, Five hundred gold pieces for the trip. Um, yeah, we have more than enough in. Uh, if the gold's in the bag of holding or the handy hammer sack, we have more than enough. Yeah, absolutely. Just uh, just go ahead and check it off. Um, it is the longest trip in the city, so um, you guys can do that. Is there anything you would like to prepare before journeying to? The sky, Skybound Castle. Only thing I'd probably want to do is just ask Brenton like stuff about Chance. Um, how yeah. big is he naturally? Just trying to get the idea. Are we talking about an adult dragon, an ancient dragon? Definitely ancient. He is a gargantuan worm. He is... Um, he's old. And he's got uh, a bit of dragon belly. Um, and so he doesn't like walking. He prefers to fly. Um, and if he's feeling... He's, he's very old. If he's feeling real old, he'll cast um, essentially like a souped-up version of Tensor's floating disc to carry him places. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, when when he walks, his his tu- his tummy sort of sways and or drags against the ground. So I'm just laughing at the fact that the dragon essentially has a magical lazy boy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah he's got a he's got the magical rascal rascal scooter. That's yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you were an ancient uber wealthy dragon, would you want to walk anywhere? You know, that's Um, a fair point. Yeah, exactly. So you, yeah, um, Brenton, you're lucky. It's good that you're taking Brenton with you. Brenton knows most of the security aspects of the fortress. Um, 
it is he says it is rare that chance has activated the security in a very long time um it also restricts the his movement throughout this the the castle basically turns whatever room he's in into like a panic room and uh, has a bunch of dragon defenses and some adventurer defenses as well but last chance last call for for pre-teleportation goodness okay i got my arrows i got everything yeah now i'm good yeah, I'm just grabbing a couple things out of the bag of holding and stuff just to be able to have it on hand. Sure. Absolutely. So. As you guys step through the teleportation circle, you find yourselves in a cold, near, I mean, freezing, massive stone room. It is a... The roof is 60 feet tall, just at the edge of most of your dark vision. Um, There are some magical sconces that light the sides of the walls. The teleportation circle is sized for a dragon. And you definitely get the feeling that this place was built for giants. Probably built by giants gifted to this dragon. Um, The doors are about 20 feet tall. And... You, it's not quite big enough that you're jacking the beanstalking, like ducking under doors. But there are little, um, like people doors, like cat doors, doggy doors, for for the smaller folk. As you come in, uh, as the arcane energy fades and dissipates into the background, Brenton sort of looks around and okay. Good, good, good. Yep, yep, yep. All right, good. So, uh, it doesn't look like the defenses have been activated, which is, you know, really nice. But they'll probably notice that the teleportation circle was used um, because just the flash of arcane power is, you know. Uh, so, we should get moving quick. Okay, well, I'm going to do this just to help us out. And I'm going to cast Pass Without a Trace. Okay. So everyone gets a plus 10 to their stealth rolls. Okay. I am throwing up my hood. I am pulling my mask up. Absolutely. Um, As you guys begin to head for the door, I would like everyone to make me stealth checks. And we're going to use these uh, the way we do our our sneaking uh, minigame, our sneaking uh, struggle. So this is going to count the number of... um, failures you guys can have before being discovered. Okay. Um, so, DC is 16. Uh, tell me who rolled above a 16. Raise your hand if you rolled above a 16. Hey! Alright, well, Brenton, natural one. So, you guys are, you guys get, uh, you get four. Uh, and not 20. 
Nine, okay, so we'll we'll call it we'll call it even at five. Sounds. I was good. gonna say who's made it because I can't see any of you. <laughs> you can't I, see us. No, I got, a, I got a forty-four. I've been blind this whole time, but it's all good. You oh can see no. Me. Yeah. Carlos, is there anything we can do to help? Like, what's going on? A shot of whiskey would be great. <laughs> Big mood, my friend. Big mood. <laughs> so sorry. No, you're good. Okay. It's all good. I'll try it during the intermission. I'll try to fix it. Yeah, no problem. But no anyways. problem. Um, so, yes, you guys begin to make your way out of the... Um, out of the entrance here on out onto a precipice and it is the wind is what kicks up first it chills most of you to the bone treasure you absolutely hate this and it you realize that the clouds, each of those little clouds that sort of orbits it, is its own tower to this cloud giant uh, fortress. There are doors that sort of shift with it as it kind of rotates and turns, but it doesn't have bridges in the traditional sense. Now, they're very large walkways, but there's not like railing on the side of them. Um, they're more like large, almost cylindrical poles for, uh, imagine like a cat plaything or like a creature with claws to walk across and kind of flip upside down. You can see the, the claw marks in the very dense granite stone. And, um, you, you also see that this dragon, um, at least at some point in its life, um, kind of use this as like a like a playhouse. Um, it's got some dragon scratches, some claw marks on the outside. Some of them look deep and violent. Some of them uh, just look like a pet, uh, you know, indiscriminately playing with something. And so the castle itself has had a little bit of wear and tear. It still looks like it's in good good repair, um, but. This is not a bridge for small people. Uh, this is a uh, this is a a fun tightrope toy for a dragon. Um, so, as you guys are making your way across this path, uh, I am going to require athletics checks or uh, acrobatics check if you fly. Um, as you guys are going. So, DC for this is going to be 16. Um, let's start with Sarai. She's telling me no. That's a spicy six, my dude. Oof. Uh, Tauroth. Well, it was a six on the acrobatic, on the athletics, unless I can do acrobatics instead. Uh, you're not flying, so I need you. You're just get, gutting, gritting down, and and uh, digging across. Um, Carlos, that's a natural one. Ooh, what's the total? Five. Ah, uh, okay. 
Treasure. I'm Nat back. 19 plus 9. Okay. Okay. That's good. Can so, I have them like hold on to my tail and we conga line this? We're going to find a solution. Absolutely. Uh, Sorak. <laughs> A dirty 20. Dirty 20. Okay. So, Sorak, yeah, you can fly. You can fly through it. You definitely catch some of the winds, and you kind of thermal raise up and out to the side and then swing back around and uh, make your way to the door. Treasure, um, you, you're, gonna, you're like, going to be blown off of the, the rail, but you actually sort of shimmy around to the side. So you're, you're kind of laying, using the, the actual block the actual path to like block the wind from knocking you off um but it's it's like doing a crazy army crawl uh that for like 60 feet um it's that takes some strength uh for the rest of you because two of your friends have made it across they can uh you can attempt to do so again um and make uh Attempts with advantage, except for uh, those. I'm going to say you're going to you're starting to develop a distinct fear of heights because <laughs> the chances of falling are high, and uh, that's the only result I can give you on this nat one that isn't going to send you plummeting to the earth. That's so. fair. So we have advantage to do athletics again. Yes, you have you have advantage, uh, or Sirak can make the acrobatics check with one of you, he'll be at disadvantage to fly you guys, to fly one of you across. That's okay. With being afraid, would it still be at advantage or straight roll? Uh, we're going to give it to you at advantage, but it's going to start, this is the beginning of a, of a paranoia and phobia. Hold that. Right. Are you Fucking joking me! Oh my god! Survive. What'd you get? I rolled double fours, so five. Oh, oh okay. Oh. Uh, Tauroth, what'd you get? Seventeen this time. Okay. And Thousand. Twenty-two athletics. Okay. Just go on without me, man. It's fine. Survive. <laughs> so um, you are gonna. You you do make it across, but you much like Thousand, um, nearly fall off of this path and if you didn't have it before you're developing a distinct distaste for being really high up in places as she almost falls i pull her and we both fall towards where it's safe and she falls on top of me and i'm looking at her and saying we are never doing that ever again ever again ever again oh my god oh my god was... Also, while we're here, she'll kiss him on the cheek and cast Death Ward. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely oh. done. Well, thank you. I kiss her back and cast Death Ward. Jeez, get a room! Hey. We're gonna live forever! <laughs> hey, treasure. Hey. Man, once, once we kind of get the hang of it, that rope thing was kind of fun, wasn't it? Still not liking the cold. Like she was fine on it, but not not a fan of the cold. I should have brought a parka. I should have brought a parka. The voices from on high, the gods told me to go and take extra time. Did I need anything else? Do you need anything, treasure? Are you sure before we get up here? And I left the parka in this haversack with Stitch. 
then if we finally get back on our feet, you do. I think she's just like crawling, like I do on like that that connector bridge at the convention center. Oh, okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> she's just army crawling across. Um, in uh, in Orc, she'll those in go. Go, go, go stand by treasure. Go try and warm her up. Do I have to? Yes, it's a good thing to do. She's cold. Okay. I'll go <laughs> awkwardly stand next to treasure and kind of go like, there, there, and pat her in the shoulder. While I'm crawling. I'm <laughs> Go without me. I'll be fine. Bye. I'll catch up. Thosin, <laughs> uh, are you okay? Yes, I, I heard you were cold, so I'm trying to warm you up. I, I appreciate it. Yeah, not a fan of any of this. I miss the desert already. <laughs> Just gonna think palm trees until we're out of here. <laughs> All the palm trees. And baklava. I can always, like, searing smite you and you'd be warm. <laughs> you'd be warm for the rest of your life. I, I mean, I, I could bring out Bloodburner, but I have a feeling that we don't want to pull that hand of cards until we're close enough to whatever it is we're dealing with. Don't you start now. She looks over her shoulder at her axe. <laughs> Fair enough. We keep moving. You guys do. You continue to move through this hallway. Brenton leading the way. A little louder than you would like, but the rest of you being very quiet and uh, sticking to the shadows. The hallway that you are leading, being led through, is one that is designed a little more for the medium folk. The rooms that are here look like they are, the doors are shorter. They're about 8, 10 feet tall, so more like a traditional door, um, although most of them are double wide. And the hallway lines, most of them. And it is a pretty long hallway, 200 feet or so, as you guys are traveling down the hallway. I'd like you all to make perception checks. Talroth. 15 with a passive of 21. Okay, those in. A. Sirach. 17. And treasure. 16. Okay, and passive of 21, Sirach? 22. 22, okay. Uh, those of you with uh, anybody that either rolled or has a passive above a 16. That's what we're looking for. Um, it's about halfway down the hallway that you begin to smell something. It's a faint smell. It's very faint, but it smells a little bit like... 
a little bit like old meat. Um, yeah, a little, just, just slightly old. Um, and as you guys are, are sort of looking at these doors, Brenton is moving past the doors relatively quickly. He's very focused on trying to find this imposter. Um, but as you're going, you, if any of you are inclined to check the door, uh, if any of them are lock, locked, you start to realize that they're not. Yeah, Tauroth? I'm going to kind of calmly put my hand on Brenton's shoulder and turn him around, just, just point to the door. It's like, what's in there? Oh, uh... That particular door is one of the uh, one of Chanskarin's favorite uh, binsrels. In that particular door, one that he utilized to play uh, ton music, and uh, was a pretty big deal, as far as I remember. Do you smell that? I'm gonna be like really honest with you. Um, when I have this much coffee in me, I probably can't smell a whole lot. It smells kind of like, just like, oh. bless you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, it kind of smells like old meat. Hmm. Does that kind of sound right to you? Shouldn't. Hmm. Uh, Taroth, are you thinking uh, what I'm thinking? Maybe try to open this door? I, I don't know, because this is definitely starting to seem like, <laughs> yeah, something ain't right here. The door's open, you said? It's not locked? Nope. Sir Ryan's going to very quietly. <laughs> yep, still can't do door noises. <laughs> no, you did a great one. Yeah, much like a Resident Evil 1 game and or remake, a door opens dramatically and slowly. Um <laughs> Inside, and this is true for there. I'm going to say there's probably a dozen rooms in this hall. Okay, and you guys can check as many or as few as as you like. But to help us proceed, because of uh, Eric's special night, um, as you check the rooms, most of the none of the rooms seem to have like violence. There's no blood or anything, but they've definitely all been tossed. Um, looks like all the drawers for any of the dressers or armoires have been stripped. Uh, anything of value has been taken out of, of the rooms. Um, now, when you get to the last room, the nearest room to the staircase that, that spirals up in this particular tower, that you realize is where the smell is coming from. And it doesn't smell um, like pure rotten death. It smells the way a refrigerator smells when you've left something in there for too long. Um, All frostbitten and everything. Yeah. And as you check the door, it is cold. And mm, I should change the music away from the Lively Cafe. As you... Oh, it's no longer a Lively Cafe. We should have a non-Lively Cafe. Um, <laughs> as you... As you as you go to open the door, the door 
begins to scrape and scratch along the bottom of the cobblestones. And you can feel the rush of cold just immediately upon trying to open it. The door opens in, uh, as all of these have. With a little bit of effort from, from Treasure and Thosin, uh, you get the door wide enough that a medium one of you can squeeze in there, but you don't need to. Um, piled in this room, having been stripped of, of all the rest of the furniture, are not just the servants that... Uh, it's actually very few of the servants of Chance Karin. Um, but it is the Dragonborn that had escorted Brenton out. And Brenton will will say, I, I don't recognize who these people are. Like it's they never worked for us, and so I, I, I don't know. Maybe they were disposable to whoever was here, but like that's um, that's not okay. I'm gonna keep my ears open and just see if and just listen for anything that might be coming up since we've been opening doors. Sure. Does um, this place seem? colder than everywhere else like specifically this place is colder the room is yes the room is exceptionally cold and as you guys are getting in deeper into the castle it is getting colder you keep your ears peaked and you hear rustling up ahead up the staircase quietly and carefully you guys begin to make your way up the stairs are not built for you, but there is a side, uh, like, trim, essentially, uh, that is designed for medium folk. Not terribly wide, one at a time. You make your way up. Over to the cat, cat door, at the top of the stairs, at this landing, you arrive. And with your passive perceptions, you hear faint breathing and little the little tinkle the little the little stone on stone of like sand or chips um, falling onto onto stone floor what would you like to do is the door like flush to the ground or would there be a part where you can kind of look underneath to kind of peek inside? You could, yeah, you can kind of look underneath. As you peek inside, there is, um, it's not lit, but your dark vision helps. You can see little bits of some of the rocks falling from the top. Um, you get the feeling something might be on the roof. Just kind of look to everybody and just point up. As like you guys, outside and on the roof is uh, on the other side of the door. Through the okay, door. like on the ceiling. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. On the ceiling. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. Sorry. No, I just wanted to clarify. Yes. Oh, what a feeling! There's a dragon on the ceiling. Any spells or anything you want to cast before breaching this door? Then, as you guys have ready. Wait. 
Sorry, I, I will. I'm okay. going to cast... How long does this last? One minute. Yeah, I'm going to cast Lightning Arrow. Okay. And just to get a sense of range, how high is the ceiling that we can tell? Ceilings have traditionally been 60 feet in this place, and you don't suspect that will change. Okay, so I am going to have a spell ready, so that way, as soon as we get in there, I just throw it up at the ceiling. Okay. Um, you, you, you're probably going to have to move, because the stones you saw falling were not right outside the door. They were deeper in the room. Okay. So, um, anything else? I'm going to go to Saride and cast uh, Protection from Energy, specifically um, Cold. Okay. Sounds good. I will high five him because I got nothing else. Sounds good. <laughs> so you're out cold resistant, by the way. You take the moment. You prep your spells. You come bursting into the room. And as you spread out, hoping to avoid a cone or line of cold, the dangers of the dragon's breath. You look up and you see first one, then a second icy blue eye, and then another and another, and then two more, and two more after that. You look up to see four young white dragons clinging to the roof of the room. And that's where we're going to take our break. So, thanks for hanging out. We will see you guys in just a couple of minutes. But please, please, please stay tuned. We're going to be back with some dragon fights and uh, the end of Sorok's adventure with us uh, in just a minute. So, we'll see you then. Welcome back, everyone. We are Random Encounter Productions. I'm Cody Stone. With me tonight, we have... Megan, playing Sarai Landir, the Eladrin Knowledge Clerk. And I'm Maz. I'll be playing Tawarath Blade, the Widow Scout. Carlos. I'm Carlos. I'm playing Frozen Fahrenheit, the Hatfork Tiefling, Forge Cleric. I'm Eric, and I'm playing Sarak, the Aarakocra Horizon Walker Ranger. And I'm Kez, and I'm playing Treasure Nightcrafter, the Tiefling Barbarian. Now, just before we went to break, our adventurers making their way through Chance Karin's uh, really awesome Sky Fortress is uh, came through a door, and there's uh, four young white dragons on the ceiling. We're going to flip for initiative. Let's do it. Five. This whole time, I forgot to pull my cards out. Sorry. <laughs> Let's see. There we go. All right. Okay. Uh, the dragons are on a three. Who is anybody below a three? Three or below? Then I'm gonna I'm gonna give you guys this one since you were prepping before. I'm gonna let you go in any order you choose. Who wants to go first? Um, are they all grouped up together? 
they're split up. Uh, there's sort of two and two uh, that are within five feet of each other. There's about are the two 25 in... feet in, in between them. Okay, so the first group of two and two, mm-hmm. I am going to let loot. Well, I'm so I'm just after regular attack first. Because I have lightning arrow casts. Yeah. So the next time you make a ranged weapon attack during the spell's duration. Okay, so I'm attack one of the groups. Okay. Uh, 18. Uh, yeah, 18 does hit. AC of 17 on the young white dragons. Oh, beautiful. Okay, so that is a hit. So first we deal damage for the bow. Um... So that is six plus four for ten damage. Okay. And then we go over to the spell. And uh, where are we? Lightning arrow. Uh, Clear that. During sp- the weapon's ammunition uh, itself is thrown, transforms into a bolt of lightning, make an attack roll as normal. The target takes 48 lightning damage on a hit, or half as much on a hit, or half as much on a miss. So he takes 4d8 lightning damage. Okay. Wha-bam. Oh, that one, a two, a four, and a two. Ooh. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. That's a nine. Uh, nine lightning damage. Okay. And uh, a creature that is within 10 feet of the target makes a dex saving throw of 15 and takes 2d8 lightning damage. Um, natural 2 plus 3 for a 5. He's going to fail. Take those two. Uh, he takes 15 damage. Ooh. All right. That was a, that was a 7 and an 8. Much better roll. Yeah. Much better. Okay. <laughs> um, oh, I'm sorry. I'm... I'm teleporting. So before that first shot hits, I teleport 10 feet over mm-hmm. and I shoot the lightning arrow. Yep. Uh, with my second, I take an aim at the one who got hit with the after effects of the lightning. Okay. And I'm going to attack him for 19 to hit. Yeah, definitely hits. So he takes 1d8 plus 4. Oh, max damage, 8 plus 4. So he takes 12 damage. Nice. And then I'm going to teleport a third time and attack um, one of the dragons in the other group of two. All right. Spreading out the anger. 23. Yep. For 1d8 plus 4 for 5 damage to him. 5 damage to him. All right. I get two attacks, but if... In my two attacks, I attack two different creatures. I can take a third attack, attacking a third creature. Awesome. Very cool. Yeah. So, in through the door comes Sirak, teleporting, making three bursts of uh, planar energy as arrows spread across three of the dragons. Who wants to go next? I'll pop in next. Okay. And you said they're about 60 feet up? Yep. Perfect. The two that Sorak had hit bef- hit first. Got like it. The ones, the ones that on got the left. The very first. The yeah, ones we're on the left. Call yeah. them left ones. Go for it. All right. Yeah, just try to get within range and just throw fairy fire up at them. 
Okay. Yeah, deck saves, I believe. Deck save of DC 16. Okay. Natural 10, natural 4, highest is a 13. Both of those are going to fail. All right. Ooh. Uh, each copter to 20 foot cube within range. So if I got to get both, both of them since they're next to each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, attack rolls against an affected creature. Advantage if they can be seen and they cannot go invisible. Nice. Yeah, the small little uh, lights, almost like fireflies, start to cling, uh, outlining the icy white dragons in a luminescent green sort of neon green glow. Anything else, Tauroth? That's all I can do right now, and just kind of pulling out the double-bladed with a bit of a brush and just getting ready. Okay, sounds good. Who wants to go next? I'll go next. Okay. I'm gonna uh, look at the one that's closest to us, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to cast Sacred Flame. Okay. Uh, Dex saving throw. Dex saving throw. You got it. Uh, again, 13. Fail. Uh, so he will take 3d8 radiant. Oh, 10 radiant oh. damage. Okay. And I think that's all that happens. Okay. Sounds. Yes, uh, so, and now I was going to defense, but I try to split from the group so we're not all clustered sure. together. Yeah. 30 feet. Okay. Um, treasure or so ride. I can go. But I am sitting here looking up, looking at Bloodburner, looking up. Takes the javelin instead for now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and going to like line it up, not going to rage just yet because I want to save that for their in hitting radius. Mm-hmm. And just throw that for the, um, for the lightning damage, the lightning bolt damage, I believe I got. Okay, go for it. Okay, so let me go ahead and roll the hit on that. Yeah, is it a roll to hit or is it a deck save on their part? Oh, you're right. It is a deck save on their part. Okay. Which uh, is DC 13. A seven. So I guess you do not make. They do not. <laughs> yeah, seven so, was the total. 46. All right, let's do it. Force across the board. Ooh. For 16 damage. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, anything else, Treasure? Uh, no, I'm just going to scooch away so I can give myself a little bit of room, but try to make myself like a nice big presence Okay. for them. Pull Blood Burner and just get ready. Okay. Sounds good. Saride. How far away are they? Is one, is one of the groups? Uh, 60 feet up. So, okay, fuck. Okay. If yeah, you're right um, underneath them, 60, 50 feet, 55 feet. Uh, yeah, I'll just, uh, I'll move also oh. so I'm not clumping. Okay. And wait for someone to get hurt. Okay. All right. <laughs> Sound, sounds good. You spread out. Is there an action you want to ready? Do you want to take the dodge action? Yes. Fuck, I forget that that's a thing. I would like to dodge. Okay. Dodge underway. Sounds good. Now, 
the two further dragons are going to release their claws, come dropping down, their wings spread as they barrel roll over on to on stomach side, uh, upright. And they're going to, um, even with you guys sort of spreading out, they're going to come landing by. These are the two that are not marked. Uh, one is going to land by Thosin. The other one is going to land by Treasure, because uh, they are the biggest looking threats. And so, first, three attacks on Thosin. One bite, two claws. Um, none of that's going to hit. The highest is a 14. Yeah, no. Yeah, I didn't think so. Um, treasure. Um, let's see. A 26 and then a 16. Does 16 hit? What about 15? 15 meets beats. Okay. So all three of those are going to hit... That is going to be 2d10 plus 1d8. Yep, give me that. Uh, so that is 17 points of damage total. Are you resistant to cold? You are? Okay, so reduce that by 2. So 15 points of damage on the bite, and then... For the two claw attacks, um, that is 11 times 2, 22 points of slashing damage. And you're not resistant right now because you are not raging. Um, So that is for two of the dragons. The other two are going to sort of, they're going to drop down similar, but they're going to flap their wings. Um. They can, I'm going to say they can catch two of you in each cone. They're 30-foot cones. And even with you guys spread out, um, I can probably fit a 30-foot cone to catch two people, right? Uh, So what I'm going to do is I'm going to roll 2d6. And uh, on a 6, they're, on a 1, they're not going to hit anybody. So how's that? Uh, Let's see. So that is going to be Saride and Thosin uh, for the first cold, uh, cold breath, and uh, and Sarak and Tauroth in the second. So I need all of you to make me Constitution saving throws DC fifteen. Are you sure it's not a Dex save? I'm I'm sure. All right. 11. 11. Okay. What was it this again? 15. 15. Uh, Did everybody fail? Did anybody succeed? I got 15. Okay, nice. I got a 7. You got a rock. (laughs) I got a... I'm a frog. Oh, he's okay. 
become a potato. But I am going to, as a reaction, cast first level absorb elements on myself to give myself um, resistance. resistance cold. Okay, nicely done. Um, here we go. That is... We're going to roll it. One, two, three. Uh, okay, that's actually not even enough dice there. So we're going to roll these twice. Oh, I don't like that. Uh, 5, 10, 18, 22, 26, uh, 33, 36, 49, point, 49 points of cold damage. Uh, now, Saride, you take 25. Sarak, you take 25. Thosin, you take 25. Tauroth, you're the only one that is not resistant or successful on the check, correct? Yeah. So you are going to take the full 49. Now, if I'm resistant to cold, is it 25 halved? Yes. I mean, I to 13. Or... Yep. Okay. I, I know the answer, but I can't uncanny dodge this, can't I? I think uncanny dodge has to be an attack, doesn't it? Is Yeah. yeah. Well, isn't it a dex save? It's a con save, yeah. I don't, I don't think you can. Uh, I will double check, but for now, if you can mark that down. Um, I'm gonna roll my concentration check. Um, that's a no. Okay. So fairy fire drops. Okay. Oh yeah. I'm gonna... My concentration stays up. Okay. Sounds good. After, let's see. Yeah, it's an attack, specifically. Okay, um, after that new round. <laughs> Anybody below a four? <laughs> Great, you guys, go ahead. Any order you want. I'm going to shuffle these cards. Thank you for the king, Thosin. I think up top was Sorak with an ace. Yeah. Unless you want to let somebody else go first. Uh, you're up to bat, my dude. Can I see all of the uh, dragons uh, within 60 feet of each other? Yes. Then I am going to cast Conjure Barrage. Ooh. And I'm going to take an arrow into the bow and I'm going to shoot it at a fairly um, parabolic arch. And then right as the tip of the arch and it faces down at the dragons, the arrow splits into hundreds of arrows that come down in a 60-foot cone on the dragons. Okay. So it's a 60-foot cone down, not from you? Uh, well, it just says that... Uh, each creature, uh, you throw a non-magical piece of non-magical ammunition into the air to create a cone of identical weapons that shoot forward and then disappear. Okay. So, I, either way, to catch all four dragons, you're going to either catch Treasure or Thosin, who are in melee with dragons. So, you can catch one of them and hit all four, or you can hit three dragons. Take Thosin! I was gonna say I'm gonna hit all four. Okay. I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna hit uh I'm gonna hit treasure with this one. Okay. So, uh, what is the saving throw? 
15. Dex? Yes. All right. Dex save on the Conjure Barrage. Uh, all three of them fail. That, oh, there's... Four. And I'm rolling the four. Rolling the four. Yep, that fails too. Nice. You have to make it too, correct? Yes. Yes, you do. Uh, I have... 17. All right, you pass. So it's 14 damage to each of the dragons, nice. and then 7 damage to treasure. Okay. All right. And then I am going to... Uh, I'm going to, uh, lastly, as a bonus action, cast Etherealness on myself. Okay. Uh, I am now in. I am now intangible until the beginning of my next turn. Okay. Sounds sounds good. Um, little out of bounds, but we're gonna. It's your last show. We're letting you roll with it. Happy birthday. How is it out of bounds? What did I do? Uh, two leveled spells. That if what's your maximum spell casting level? Uh, well, with ethereal. So etherealness is a. It's a. Um, it's a trait. That's oh. Then you're fine. Never mind. Yeah, it's a trait of the um, planeswalker. Of the planeswalker on board. Perfect. Yeah. So I lied. I was no, a jerk. no, you were not. All right. <laughs> All right. Cool. We're done there. I think there were a couple of people with kings. I think uh, Thosin and Tauroth. And one of the dragons is already kind of right in front of treasure. Yeah. Yeah. Am I close enough to be able to get it? attacked with her, just kind of tagging with her. Yeah, absolutely. You're going to move about 20 feet uh, to get into melee with the dragon, but absolutely. Perfect. So, uh, just making sure this will work. Yes. Cool. All right. So, just kind of doing a quick little Molinay with the double-bladed that now has lesser wind attached to it. Nice. Rushing up, uh, putting another spell slot for ensnaring strike into this one. Okay. And I'm just going to kind of spin around and take a nice big old slash at one of the dragon's legs and just try to lock him down. Nice. Go for it. And now would have an advantage on this attack roll? Or. Why advantage? Oh, no. Sorry. I. Never mind. Never mind. For fairy fire that dropped yeah yep that's a 12 12 does not hit um but i think you can bonus action uh off ensnaring strike was a bonus action to cast uh okay well ensnaring strike is still up so mm-hmm. you can hold on to that for next turn uh after tauroth thosen um i'm gonna see if i can get in line to see if I can get a 30-foot line with multiple dragons without getting out of opportunity. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can line up the two dragons that are in melee. Um, okay. Yeah. You can you can essentially line up your dragon with any other dragon. So. Okay. Then do I'll you... do my dragon with the one that's with uh, treasure. Okay. You want to do the melee dragons? Yeah, because the two that are flying yeah. are a little more hurt if you want to line up one of them. Oh, okay. Then let's do that. Let's try okay. to take one of those out as well. Um, I'm going to point my mace towards them, and mm-hmm. with the Phoenix Mace, I'm going to cast Agonizer Scorcher. Okay. Agonizer so Scorcher. So they both need to do deck saves. You got it. 
Uh, ooh, they are going to save this one. So a 22 and an 18. But they will still take okay. half. Correct. Uh, it'll be 11 full. So is it, what, is it five or six half? So, um, yeah, six. All right. Okay. And uh, bonus action. Nah, I'm not going to use my bonus action yet. All right. Uh, I'll healing word. Oh, no, wait. Yeah, I can cast right two spells as long as it's. Well, yeah, what, what's the highest level spell? That's our home rule. Yeah. So uh, six is what I have, but I use one with a mace. And again, as ours is a second level spell, so you can cast up to a fourth level healing word. I don't have it prepared. Just kidding. Oh. That'll be it. Yeah. Okay. Well, then, never mind. I'm bad healer. <laughs> I'm the healer now. <laughs> all right. It's all I have. <laughs> uh, tre- and cantrips. Treasure or Saride, who... Let is- me go. There you go. Sir- I will heal everyone. So, because I suddenly have, like, five mass heals. I'm a kid in a candy store right now. Um, She's going to, though, bonus action face step to the closest dragon, I guess. Okay. Um, and it it doesn't get a save, it just takes three points of fire damage. Nice. Suck it. I'm gonna and put you then, by Thozen. Okay. Now put me by myself. I can take care of him, coach. And then, um... No, 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 no. Why am I clicking? Come on. Yes, 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 yes. Um, fourth level prayer of healing. So anybody that got hurt, take. Please roll good, you son of a bitch. 23. Okay. Prayer of healing takes 10 minutes to cast. Son of a bitch. Okay, so don't do that. Mass, you want uh, mass cure wounds or mass healing work. I want. Then why, why, why do I have this prepped? This is stupid. I'm never going to do that. Okay. Um, I don't want healing word. I want. Fuck. Sorry, guys. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I thought it was being so fun. You're okay. Don't be sorry. Yeah, we're going to do, we're going to do mass cure wounds. Which is the same? It's the same type of roll. Do you want me to roll it again, though? No, if it's the same, if this, it's, it's the it's same two d eight. Oh, no. uh, so roll one more d eight. No, no, that was what I because when I cast it at fourth level, it was. Mm, got it. Okay. Yeah. So take the twenty three back. You get Yay! the twenty three. <laughs> yeah. That was a roller coaster. <laughs> it okay. Was. Sorry, but yes, and I am done. Okay. So. Sounds good. Sarai teleporting across the way, the summer of the Fae burning at the dragons as the mass cure wounds emanates from her. Treasure, you're up. And at this point, Treasure had already pulled blood burner now that the dragon's in her face and Mm -hmm. taking a little piece out of her. She's just going to roar right back into its face. Rage. Okay. Now I get to roll this uh, D8 and see what kind of silliness happens. Let's do it. Oh, fantastic. It is the Iron Man kind of silliness of the bolt of light straight out of the chest at a creature within 
30 feet of me. Must I know which creature you're looking at. Through. So yeah. cool. <laughs> Sounds good. Ooh, natural 20, but I know it's still going to do something. Uh, no, it's it's a save or suck. Oh, okay. It would have well. been a D6 of radiant damage, but that's okay. It's saved on the, the bolt of light to the face, sure, but it's about to take some um, angriness in the form of blood burner to the face. All right. Yes. Rage. Rage against the dragon. All right. So it's going to be the two attacks, correct? Okay. Reckless. Yep. On both. So the first one is going to be a 23 altogether. To Absolutely hit. hits. And the second one is going to be a 24. That hits as well. And let's do those 1d12 plus 11. Plus a d12 of fire. Am I reading that right? Yep. Well ranging. Yep. Okay. Yep. So it's 2d12. Well, let me find a second d12. We don't use those often, folks, so I have to look over some again. Bloodbender loves the D12. That's why you must have many more. Yeah, seriously. Okay, so I rolled a 19 plus an 11. For That's for the first hit. Yeah, 30 points of damage on the first hit. And that is, uh, I don't know if they're how they do with fire damage, but just letting you know, at least uh, eight of that was fire damage. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, fire's just like anything else for them. They are only okay. immune to cold. Cool. Thank you for the raid, Revnos. Hey, thank you yeah, so, raid. so much for the raid, guys. Ooh, Welcome. We're fighting you. dragons in a dungeon. Sure sort of. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're hitting all the keywords today. So <laughs> treasure, show them the magic of the blood burner. Okay, so uh, that second damage, let's go ahead and roll that. Oh, a 12 and an 11, so almost max damage Ooh, on that one. 23 <laughs> plus 11 for 34 points of damage. Uh, Ow. Doing the math. Wow. All right. Well, that dragon is good and bloodied, and if, if you hit it like that again, it'll... All, it'll almost be dead. So you're you're right in that range. Um, the, Smacking the taste. Absolutely, yeah. The dragon, uh, the massive battle axe carved in runes that speaks to you, urging you forward, urging you to rage. Um, slashes into the dragon, uh, and while it leaves massive gashes, there is no blood as the wounds are cauterized. And scars are, are built immediately. Dragon howls out in pain. It's going to swing back at you. Treasure right here. Bite and two claws. Um, Lois is a 15 again. So all of those are going to hit. I'm going to do averages here. So 19 points of damage. Uh, make it 17 points of damage. Because you're resistant to cold. And then... Oh, I apologize. You're also resistant to piercing. So, 10 points of damage on the bite. And 11 points of damage on the claw attacks. To you, treasure. Um, up next, Thosin, your dragon. Uh, right there. One second, because I do that weird thing that when I get hit, I now swap uh, ragey thingies. Oh, I didn't know that. Do it. Yep. 
<laughs> cool. We're all learning stuff today. Uh, huh? So the minute he takes that bite attack, because I imagine that would have been the first one. Yeah, absolutely. The light turns off and she explodes into tentacles that start thwapping. Okay. Because that's a thing we're doing. Now. Absolutely. Thwappy tentacles. They start fapping? Thwapping. <laughs> With a W, F W A P. I, no, I was T H W A P. Oh, that also works. Yeah. So that is going to, uh, they got to make a con saving throw. Con saving throw. Uh, <laughs> natural 20 plus 7. It's only against treasure, apparently. It's only <laughs> against her, her wild magic. Can't make a deck save to save my life, but the, <laughs> but the con that they have a plus 7 on, they want a nat 20. So... I'm sorry. No, it's perfectly fine. There's just some wild magic going on in that corner that that dragon's like, oh, 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 um. <laughs> I'm going to jump away from that. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, Dozen, attacks on you. Yes. Uh, Let's see. The 10 is going to miss. Uh, does a 20 hit? Modify no. 20? No. Uh, then the 22? No. No. All right. Uh, Armor class is 23 right now. Okay. Well, I missed you. (laughs) The dragon uh, gets his claws on the armor. Big jaws comes down and it's like chewing on your shield like it's a chew toy. But none of it seems to be making it uh, to you. So uh, the flying dragons are going to attempt to recharge their cold breath. Uh, they do not, so they are gonna double down on, um, one is gonna swing at Saride, because he recognizes a healer. The other is gonna double on, uh, Thosin. So, Saride, uh, a 15? No. Okay, then, then no. Rolled terribly on that. Uh, and Thosin, round two, let's try again. Here we go. A 16 plus 7 for a 23. That's ah, the only one that hits. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that is going to be 17 points of damage. Uh, this is cold? I already reduced the 4 cold to 2. So 15 piercing, okay. 2 cold total after reduction. That is it for the dragons. New round. Hey, I got a real card. Uh, Jack. All right, so looks like it is Sarai, Thosin, then Sarak, then Tauroth, and Treasure. Dragons, then Tauroth, and Treasure. So, Sarai or Thosin? Maybe Thrace. There you go. It's okay, when I find one, I'll let her go. So, um, Tauroth, how are, how are you looking? You're still rough? Very. Yeah, okay. Um... I'm not close enough to touch you, so I'll scream at you across the floor. Um, yeah. Yep, because healing word kind of sucks. So, um, actually, yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just for you. Um, 13. You heal 13 and 
she's just she's calling out in Sylvan, think about the crazy coffee, and then for an action, because that's a bonus action, I'm gonna sacred flame the dragon in front of me. Okay. Deck save He's six plus three for nine. That's gonna fail. Yeah. So that's 11 points of damage. Nice. All right. That dragon is almost bloodied. Uh, anything else? I think that's it for Sarai. Thosin. Uh, sacred Flame dropped, by the way. I lost concentration. Or not Sacred Flame. Um, protection from energy. Okay. For Sarai. Good to know. Um, so that's down. Um, I'm going to... Uh, I'm I'm gonna swing at it with my mace. Okay, are you sure? I haven't used <laughs> No. Okay. But I'm gonna do it. <laughs> Let's do it. I'm, I'm excited. Uh, Let's do it. Uh, that'll be 21 to hit? Yes, 21 hits. Okay. Then I'm gonna, for the first time ever during this campaign, use a Searing Smite on their uh, level 2. Okay, traditionally, Searing Smite, you cast before you make the attack roll. Uh, You're okay. I'm going to let you do it, but uh, in the future. Got it. Okay, well, that'll be eight fire and seven bludgeoning. All right. Nice. Anything else? Uh, No. Uh, Do I have healing potions? Let's find out. If I do, I'll let you know I'm swigging one. Well, it would I have been a bonus action to cast Searing Smite. So unless you have oh, another never mind. attack. That's all I can do. Okay. Just kidding. No problem. Um, God, I haven't played in so long. <laughs> <laughs> It'll, it's like riding a bike. After you get past these dragons, you're going to be killing it. Uh, Sirach. Um. So all four of the dragons are in front of, in front of me, right? I mean, vaguely, yeah. Okay. Is there any way I can like fly to the other side without provoking an attack of opportunity? They're all on the ground. Yeah, they they seem to have focused in on the healer and the tanks. So you are not in melee. You have free flight. Cool. I'm gonna jump up ten feet mm-hmm. and fly fifty feet uh, to the point where I'm behind them. Okay. And I'm going to turn back. I'm going to look at treasure. Uh, oh, not, uh, so, um, in the middle of my movement, I'm going to turn back, I'm going to look at treasure, and I'm going to cast haste on treasure. Ooh. Uh, so, treasure, you are now hasted. Um, da 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 you gain plus two to your AC. Your speed is doubled, you have advantage on deck saves, and you gain an additional action on each turn. It actually can be used for one weapon attack, dash, disengage, whatever. All right. So that's movement. That's that. Uh, Bonus action. I have none. Uh, Yeah, none. Okay. And that's my turn. Treasure suddenly understands the importance of coffee as her... Uh, neurons begin firing all the faster. After Sirak, it is dragon time. Uh, melee attacks for 
Sarai. Um, 17. Uh, and the natural 20 will hit. But I have adamantine, so... Okay, cool. So those will be on the claw attacks. Um, so that is... 9 plus 4 for 13, so a total of 26 slashing damage. Um, the one on the ground that has been meleeing with treasure is going to uh, is going to uh, cold breath her. Just her. It's not going to try to catch anybody else. It, it did not like getting smacked with the uh, blood burner. <laughs> this is one that has not used its breath, so it, it just panic. Uh, cone of cold right on treasure. So go ahead and make me a constitution saving throw. So it's it's blowing on its food before it eats it? Yeah, exactly. This is a spicy uh, tiefling. <laughs> now that's a spicy, spicy tiefling. <laughs> Treasure, uh, you're muted, so... Uh, 16 plus 7 is... A success. 23. Okay. <laughs> Is an absolute success. Uh, I'm going to just take the average here. So 45 divided in half is 23 points of cold damage. I'm also cold resistant thanks to blood burner. Absolutely. So 12. 12 points of cold damage total. Too spicy. Too spicy. <laughs> yep. Too hot. You're a hot, hot pocket now. Outside might be a little cool, but the inside is lava. <laughs> um, all right. Two dragons down. The two in melee with Thosin to go. Um, one is going to attempt the recharge. Nope. So that's going to go into the claw and the bite. Oh, okay. That, well, that one's gone. Um, none of those hit. The other one who does not have it, who has not used its breath yet, is going to just solo breath on Thosin. So I need a constitution DC 15 from you, Thosin. Oh, uh, 10. 10, all right. So that is going to be the full 45. I believe you are resistant to cold? I am resistant to cold. Down to 23, 23 points of cold damage. Got it. Okay. Um, can I use my shadowy defense? For my shadow felt tattoo. What does that do? Uh, when you take damage, you can use your reaction to become insubstantial mm-hmm. for a moment, having the damage you take. Yeah, you can do that. Absolutely. So you can only do it once a day, though. Hmm. I'll wait then. All right. Those in so deciding to wait. I believe that is it for the dragons. Tauroth, you're up. All right. And the one that just breathed on treasure, that one should be right in front of me. Yeah, it is. They're smart oh. enough to know that they're they're kind of entrenched at the moment. All right. So now let's just take a second. I'm going to use my bonus action to steady aim. Okay. Get advantage on my next attack roll. Wow. Both of them were 13. Total? No, no, natural 13, so it's a total 23. Oh, okay, okay. 
but I want to try to use Elven Accuracy to just get a chance for a 20. Yeah, you, you anytime you have advantage, you can use Elven Accuracy, so you got one more roll out of it. Do it. Yeah? It was so close. Like, oh. it, it was stopping on the 20, and then just rolled over to a natural 18, so 28 total. It teased you. All right. So, does hit. Uh, go ahead and roll your damage with Sneak Attack and with your uh, Ensnaring Strike. And he needs to make a strength save, DC 16, while I'm rolling all this damage. Okay, uh, natural 14 plus 4, so 18. He does save on that. Okay, so 11 from the sword, Mm -hmm. 12 from the sneak attack. I'm getting all the numbers because there's a lot to roll. Sure. The first D6 was ensnaring strike. The second D6 is part of the swarm keeper. And then the extra D4 for lightning. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of numbers, a lot of dice to roll. Okay, yep. so, so that's 23, 29, 30, 34 damage off that one hit. Nice. Okay, mix yeah. Of pier- mix of piercing, slashing, and lightning. All of it takes full effect. Dragon is hurting. That's all I can do because I had to give up my move to use steady aim. Okay. After Tauroth, treasure. Okay. So time to attack it once more, Reckless. Okay. And uh, Mars had reminded me we forgot to see if the second one would hit whenever I rolled with um, advantage. Because there was something about if the second one hit. It was something on Bloodburner. If the... Oh, uh, yeah. When you, you roll with advantage, if both hit, both d20s hit. If all your d20s hit, essentially, you don't give the other person advantage. That's okay. Cool. Yeah, but it, it didn't actually matter because you didn't make attack rolls against you. But okay. definitely when you're doing it this time through, um, yeah. if all the d20s hit, you don't give up advantage. Good to know. So, first one. Uh, the f- lower of the two attacks is 19. That'll the- hit. The higher one is a 24. Yep, both hit. So that's my first attack and my okay. second one. One is a natural 20, so we're going to immolate. Yeah. And the other one's a 24. Okay, so uh, roll the damage for the first hit because the nat 20, you're going you're gonna to move and put on a different dragon. I can guarantee it. Quispy. Okay, so that is a 6 and a 7. Plus 11. So that is, 13. that cuts that dragon, uh, beheads it with the burning flame of rage. Um, now there are two over on Tauroth, one on Saride. You're going to run over to make this this next attack. Who would you like to target? Uh, who's closer, Saride? Saride or is closer physically, yeah. Okay, so I'm going to run over to the one that's right by Saride and just cleave into it with that 
nat 20. Yeah, absolutely. And how are we going to do the nat 20s now? Am I rolling double the amount of dice or? Double the amount of dice. I don't have enough d12s. <laughs> We're going to try this. You need me to bring you some d12s? I, I, I'm just going to roll this one uh, twice, I guess. So that's a 17 plus of another 15. So it's 29 mm-hmm. plus the 11. And then I have the immolate ability when I crit. Okay, so 29 plus 11 is 40. And then let's see what the immolate does, because I know that's its own thing. Yep, it casts the immolate spell uh, on the dragon for you. And it's going to concentrate on it for you. So I believe it gets a saving throw and a big chunk more uh, of damage. That's what I'm looking for is like, how much is the damage? Immolation (laughs) is 8d6. That's right. It's a fireball worth. Okay. So, and it is going to get a dex save. Uh, 15. What does it say the DC of it is? That I'm looking for. Uh, wild search. That's not it. I do not see it. Um, so I think it is your strength plus proficiency plus. Um... It's eight. Would be that plus ten. I think like normal. It's like eighteen. That sounds about correct. Yeah, I'll I'll double check it. I I got it. I got the entry here. Okay. So. DC 19. DC 19. Okay. Okay. So it fails. Go ahead and roll that. It's going to take the full amount of fire damage on that. Ooh. Okay. 10. 20. 34. 34 is enough. That dragon, as one dragon head goes flying... Across the hall, treasure runs, leaps into the air, and splits the next one like a log of wood. Two dragons down. New round. (coughs) You guys all beat them on a six. Who wants to go first? I am going to start chasing after treasure. Okay. So it's probably going to have to be move and bonus action dash to get to the next one. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there. you guys are... You, yeah, sure. Bonus action dash. Absolutely. You'll get there. Okay. And yeah, as soon as I'm close enough, just take another slice out of... I'm going to try to like go for the hind leg of whichever one is closer. Okay. Yeah, because they're both on those and they're relatively at the same distance. But there's one that's slightly more damaged, so... We'll, we'll put you on that one. All right. And that's just a flat roll, right? Yeah. 15. 15 does not hit, unfortunately. Anything else, Tauroth? I think that's everything. Nope, that's everything. Okay. Uh, up next, treasure. Sorry, I was muted. I... Uh, I had crazy amounts of haste and was still on hell angry. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, technically she does get another attack. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, the one that was in front of me is very dead now. 
uh, is there another one nearby? I know Talroth is running after me. Yeah, you 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 uh, can make it over to Thosin. Okay, so I will make it to that one, and I will take the three attacks, I suppose. I'll, I'll give you the fourth one because Sirach took a whole turn to make you hasted. So let's okay. Let's let him uh, reap the benefits. If there's yeah. something I learned from my entire years of playing, you always haste the barbarian. It leads to so many levels of angry. <laughs> uh, so that's going to be the lower one is a 19. So both are going to hit. Uh, the second attack. Uh, the lower one is once again a 19. Okay. Third attack. I rolled two 16, so that's going to be 27 okay. on that. Yep. And the fourth attack. Uh, that is a natural 19 is the higher one. Okay. And the lower one's gonna is a thirteen, so that would equal twenty-four at that point. Yep. All of it hits. I'm gonna just invest in D12s at this point. Yeah. <laughs> so that first attack. Not as good on the damage. Uh that is six plus eleven. Seventeen. So seventeen on that first one. Second one. Uh, again, damage kind of back and forth. That's going to be 12 plus 11, so... 24. Third one? 23. Is 14 plus 11, so that's 25. Okay. And fourth one. That is 9 plus 11 for 20, plus another 11. Is going to be 32, uh, 31. Okay. Like... A chef starting at the tail, just chopping her way up <laughs> as as the haste cuts begin. The cold brew rattles and treasure um, Ginzu's this uh, this this dragon from from small end to large. Let's not give treasure any more coffee, people. This is dangerous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Can I just can I just call out treasure? Save a piece for me. <laughs> okay. Um Taroth and Treasure, who's next? Sirach, Sarai, Thosin? Uh I think it is uh Sirach. I will it. on the I will uh get closer to the one that is now left mm-hmm. and I will uh planar warrior uh look at it for my bonus action and I will um attack attack. Okay. For oh, so close. A nineteen for a twenty-nine to hit. Yeah. Uh, so that'll be one d eight plus four. So that'll be six plus a d eight. Yeah, for another two. Jeez, oh, eight damage. Eight total. <laughs> yeah. It it was six on the longbow. I rolled a two on the longbow plus four for six, and then a two on the d eight. Okay. Yeah. And then I will attack again. Uh, 14, that'll hit. Okay. 14 plus 10. Yep, yep, yep. And then that'll be 5 plus 4 for 9 damage. Okay. Sounds good. After Sirach, Saride, or Thosin, who's up? I guess me. Okay. Um, I'm going go. to uh, Toll the Dead. Okay. The one that's left. I uh, need a wisdom saving throw. 
Uh, with some save fails. Oh, those are the wrong ones because he's been damaged, right? Yes. Oh, God. So they're D12s. D12s. <laughs> One, two, three. Roll. That will be 22. Well, radiant damage. Nice. I always forget how ridiculously powerful Toll the Dead can be on a fail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, 22 Necrotic, sorry. Got it. Uh, oh, yeah, no, like, especially higher levels. Um, yeah, and then I'm just gonna stand next to Saride and kind of gesture towards the dragon, like, your turn. Like I can do anything. First, out of her sta- staff... She's casting Mass Cure Wounds. Okay. Oh, fuck off. Okay. Not not you, sorry. This thing is weird. <sighs> 14 points, everybody. Feel Ooh. better. Back to full. Thank you. And then for her action... She's going to do Sacred Flame again. All right. Sounds good. Dex dex save. save. Uh, Fails. Ooh, damn. Uh, 19 damage. Nice. Yeah, this dragon is barely holding on, but it is. So it is going to wheel about... Does it... No, it doesn't get any of that. Um... It's going to bite treasure. Why not? No, it's not. None of that hits. 15. Wait, 15. 15 hits treasure. Ha-ha! It does. And then I'm going to try once again that weird wild magic yeah, search. Yeah, do it. Uh, we're getting powder monkeys this time. Okay. Uh, at that, I believe there's nothing I can do with the powder monkey until the next turn. Okay. You're going to take... Oh, no. I get teleportation next turn. That's what I get. Okay. You're going to take 17 points of damage total. That's Okay. And that's already reduced for the stuff, right? Uh, Yeah, it's going to be 10. 10 total. 10. Okay. Okay. And that is it for the dragon. Uh, Last round. Go ahead and flip a card. See See who gets the honors here. Oh, dragon on an ace. Tauroth gets to go first. All right, so I should be next to the dragon. You are. All right, same thing as before. Just take that breath, steady aim, and just swing to try to just get him down. Okay, let's do it. All right, natural 20 for Tauroth. I, I just want to roll just to see what it is. Go for it. Do it. We're going to be here for a minute. No. <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> 15 damage... Oh. I almost forgot the lightning. Okay. There we go. 
Okay, so 20 damage from the sword itself, 35 from the sneak attack, and another 8 from the Swarmkeeper ability. So that's a total of... 63 points of damage is absolutely showtime. The lightning and the blade. Go ahead, Tauroth. That breath pissed me off earlier, but it cooled him down enough where it's like, just need to focus, think back on the training, and just taking lesser wind, giving it that nice spin around, pretty much coming right underneath the dragon's leg, finding right where that femoral artery is, and just carving right through it as I kind of spin through underneath him. Okay. And just bleed him out. Absolutely. As the Dragon Age spray of frozen blood washes over Tauroth and all of you, I would say, except for Sorak. He, he was the only one not in melee. Um, it's sort of like getting hit by, by Dragon Age hailstones. Little, little frozen hailstone beads. Um, as you are sandblasted with the, <laughs> the frozen shards, you hear a screeching roar as it screams around the outside of the tower its speed disconcerting the sound utterly terrifying I would like all of you to make um, wisdom saving throws. This is against fear. DC 18. <sighs> 18. Okay. It was on a 17 and then it flipped. So now it's an 11. Okay. Fuck. Nine for me. All right. I'm just checking that rage doesn't give me anything against fear, right? Does it? Depending on what kind of barbarian you are. Wild magic. No, I don't think so. I don't believe so, because I am literally just one shy at 17. Okay. So Tauroth is the... Thosin, what'd you get? Natural 20 for 27. Ah, Thosin. Thosin, Thosin is great. Tauroth yes. steals himself. Thosin's like, what? I don't understand. Why is everybody, why is everybody <laughs> freaking out? This, this what, we knew we were coming here, right? There were dragons. I don't, I don't get it. The hype was scarier than this. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you cannot see the dragon. It is outside the castle. But the sound of it just resonates into your chest. Your bones tighten. Your heart begins pounding and uh, running from where you had left him at the door is uh, is Brenton. And and we gotta go! We gotta go! And he takes off sort of running past you guys through this long, very large room where the dragon fight had taken place. Um, do you guys follow him or... You all sort of start to run in that direction. 
still not seeing the dragon, but you see the shadow of it cast as it flies around one of the large bay windows. Um, its shadow sort of sweeps across all of you and the floor. Yes, Sir Rock. Uh, when we were in that big room, uh, did I see, uh, did any of us see anything uh, that was reminiscent of what we would think uh, Chance Kieran uh, looked like? Like, no. had they, no? Okay. No, the, 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 so the room that you were in was in a, like, antechamber um, that led deeper to, like, some dining rooms. That's kind of where you're at now. Um, but a lot of okay, these rooms look bad. like they've been tossed. And uh, so the, a lot of the stuff is kind of piled up, um, but you don't you don't think it you haven't seen anything that would be chance. Um, and Brenton is very insistent. It's not chance. It's not chance. Chance isn't that fast. Chance isn't that fast. <laughs> Let's talk him more running. Oh, yeah. as we're running. Yeah. Can I cast locate object and try to find the shard? Yes. Um, yeah, I'm going to ask you to make a concentration check, so a constitution saving throw, um, to see if you can run, cast, and be afraid at the same time. Fourteen? A fourteen? What level is, um, con- is find object? I Second. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. You do cast it um, within a thousand feet. You're, you don't feel it yet um, other than the one that Sirak has, uh, but I know you're looking for the other one. Yeah. Uh, I have a bit more of an ability, uh, Dowsing Rod ability with the with the piece. Do I have a better idea of where, or do I at least have an idea of where you're headed direction. the right? Yeah. Yes. You, you guys are heading in the correct direction. You, you want right. to make it towards the center of the the central tower is where you want to be. And you're rounding around these outs, this curved outer wall. Uh, The dragon slams into the side of the building. The entirety of the castle shakes. I would like all of you to make me dexterity saving throws. There we go. 18! 26. Nice. Is this an effect I can see, or no? Uh, no, this is not. Okay. Um, DC 14. Uh, okay, so 17 even. Nice. Thousand? Eight. As you and guys are... 17 for me. Nice. As you guys are running, the um, it, it's like an earthquake. Like a heavy-duty earthquake hits this castle. Part of the beam falls. Thousand, you lose your footing as you shake back and forth and slide onto the ground. Um, Some debris is going to fall on you. You're going to take 12 points of bludgeoning damage as the rest of... uh, And you scramble back up to your feet. The rest of the party running ahead, they're slowing down a little bit to make sure that you're okay and catching up with you. You see the shadow of the dragon passed by once again as you round the corner straight ahead of you is the doors um, that beyond those will be another bridge to take you to that central tower. Um, The dragon comes ramming into the side of you all once again. I would like another deck save. And then, Tauroth, I'll take what what you had to, to question. Oh, no! 
17. 12. Okay. 15. Baby, stop. Nine. Okay. So, Rocker, I you can't know, keep gonna... picking you up. <laughs> <laughs> so, in, in my defense, would I be a, would I have been able to use my shield master evasion to take half that damage? I'll give it to you. Yeah, sure. Since it's a dex base. Yeah, okay. absolutely. You put your shield up, get hammered with some rocks. Sorok, are you flying? Oh, you're right. I would be, yeah, because I wouldn't be able to keep up with them otherwise. Yeah, so I'll give you advantage on it because the it's it's an earthquake like effect. You're not on the ground, but there is still there some go. stuff falling. Twenty six. Okay. Uh, so Tauroth and Thosin, you guys fell. Uh, you can use your uh, Tauroth. You have evasion, shield evasion. You can both take six points of bludgeoning damage down from the 12. And then you had something you wanted to do, Tauroth. Uh, more of a question. Sure. The dragon, as it was getting close and ramming into us, could we see what color it is? You So far, the only bit of the dragon you have seen is its shadow. Um, you're seeing it beyond windows and it's just with the sunlight behind it, just casting a shadow and then it's hitting the opaque wall and slamming into the castle. Okay. You guys are running, you get to the door and you can hear the wings beating of the dragon as it swoops back around. Uh, you know that this is a difficult run across this. Is there anything you guys would like to do to make this easier on you? Uh, okay, that is the one I want to do. Um, I am going to cast Beacon of Hope. Okay. On all of us for the next minute. Okay. So you have uh, everybody has advantage on wisdom saving throws and death saving throws, and you regain the maximum number of hit points from any healing for okay. the next minute. So we're we're not running anymore. We're like this is our. You're about to run through a door across the cat bridge, to the tower okay. you need to be in. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm just being meta. It's fine. Okay. With beacon of hope, giving you guys advantage on your wisdom saving throws, I'm going to give you all another. Uh, save against the fear effect because you would be doing it every turn, but this is more dramatic. So go ahead and make that wisdom save with advantage DC 18. Am I good since I've... Yeah, if you saved before, you're fine. It's only the people that were previously feared. It was a 19 and then it rolled to a 3, so we're at 11. (laughs) Is that an advantage? It's advantage, although we're just rolling again. No, you get advantage. Yeah, you have advantage from the spell. <sighs> because you've got a hope. Yep. Let's make this just be a joke. 17? 17, no. 18. Ah, fuck. 17. No wonder I rolled a... All right, treasure succeeds, Sirak. And I rolled a 7 and a 14, so no. Nothing from Sirak. Okay. You guys burst open the door. Who is going first or are you what what order are you all going at the same time my ass is still scared i'm booking it okay same no me and sarah we got this guys it's fine we understand the situation okay athletics checks uh from everybody running sarah you get the acrobatics check 
Dirty 20 acrobatics. 17. Success. Success. 15 is what we're looking for. 16 athletics. Nice. 13. 18. I'm back, y'all. I'm back with a van. Yeah. As most (laughs) of the party is making its way across the bridge, you see this burst. Let me ask you guys this, and I'll give it to you retroactively. You had prepared specifically True Sight to see through the illusion of Chance Corinne, the posing Chance Corinne. Did you guys cast it at any point? No. You are welcome to say you have. How long does it last? Um, an hour. So it, it makes sense you would have cast it when you arrived here. If so, who what, who cast it and on whom? I cast it on me. Okay. Sounds good. As you guys are running across the bridge, Thosin, you are lagging behind, and a burst of draconic speed as this gargantuan worm comes crashing into the pillar, all four claws outstretched, the wings folded flat behind it into a dive bomb that, like a hawk, just rails forward with those claws. Uh, I would like you to make a dexterity saving throw, and I would like somebody that is not afraid, uh, who wants to try to catch him, uh, make a, a dex saving throw. Fifteen. Cumulative thirty. This is technically something I can see, right? Yes. So I can get advantage on this one. Yes, you can. Oh, thank Christ! I got because the other one was a nat three, but I got a nat nineteen. Okay. <laughs> on uh, you said Dex. Yes. Nat nineteen nat is is more 19. than enough. Fifteen plus nineteen over thirty. The bridge crumbles beneath those and as a spray of concrete and granite goes flying up past the dragon. It is a blur of silver for everyone except for Saride, who sees it as the glistening white iridescence of a frozen chromatic white dragon. Um, Fuck. The treasure you grab a hold of the door jam and throw your body out as far as you can, your hand barely catching on to Thosin's as you do. You both swing up and then pull him back into the um, into the central tower. You know that the piece is here probably at the top. You guys begin to run the beating wings of the dragon behind you, and they get quieter. They get quieter in a... in a terrifying moment. What could he be doing? You're just not sure. But you continue to run. Brenton is hyperventilating and screaming and running for his life. Um, and then you hear 
a clap of thunder. Legitimate thunder. Not wings, not the beats, but a cloud bursting. And suddenly, you all begin to fall. You are in free fall as the tower begins to crumble off of the cloud. Um, I would like all of you to make dexterity saving throws at disadvantage, except for Sorak, because he can fly. And actually, Sorak, you have advantage because you're flying. Six. Six as well. Eighteen. Twenty-one. All right. Looking for a fifteen or better. Those of you that uh, that failed, you bounce into the side of the wall, just sort of like a uh, like pennies in a in a tube, just bouncing off of the walls and the floor. And you start to f- um, you're falling at the same speed. As the rest of the tower, Sirak able to control his speed, tower off, bouncing off of the walls, grabbing a hold of, of little pieces and, and sort of pushing himself higher up the tower in the free fall. Um, Sirak, you are traveling at your full speed towards the top of the tower. Tower off. It's going to be real hard for you to keep up with somebody that can actually fly, but you may be able to help your friends not get bandied about so much. Um, those of you that failed are going to take 17 points of bludgeoning damage as you guys are just popcorn balled uh, around the inside of this. Tower off is, this is this more of like they're free falling? Yeah. If I cast Featherfall, would that stop, would that stop them from taking damage? No, because they would slow down, the castle would continue to fall at the same rate. Okay. Yep. If you guys can get outside the castle, feather fall is great. But being in the castle, you're going to slow down, it's going to continue to fall. Gotcha. Uh Yeah, I guess the only thing I could try to do is maybe just use Gust or Gust of Wind to try to knock some of the debris away, just make it easier for them to kind of maneuver. Some advantages. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, I will give, yeah. As you guys are making your, as you guys are trying to hold on to rock, make me an acrobatics check. All right. That's uh, 19 on the dice for 27. You come flying up through the debris. The spiral staircase for you is easy. You fold your wings and flap and beat them. They spread and twist your body elongated into a sharpened raptor-like point. You wheel about this staircase like you own it. It falling, you flying upward. It's seconds before you come bursting into the top of the tower, a glass 
dome that is tilted onto its side. All the items along the table, all of the workbenches, it is rolling and spread across all of this. I need you to make either a perception. Uh, we'll go perception with advantage because you are attuned to the piece. All right, that is, oh, a nat one. Oh, no, that's a seven. So a 14 or a 26. I'm going to go with the 26 on this one. Let's take the 26. As the tower has turned horizontal, you watch as the, the heavy upper ends of the towers and a cloud-like base that had been previously non-existent. This tower is almost inverting completely upside down and as it does your friends that had once been fall they're still falling they're just bouncing off of things you can hear the action up above and as it does bouncing out of one of the drawers along with a, a chunk of rods and pencils and uh, ink pens and things like that you see the second piece of the Staff of Guy. I would like you to make either a dexterity attack roll or a dex saving throw up to you to catch the rod. What would be in a dexterity attack throw? Just your dex, dex plus, plus proficiency. Proficiency is four. My dex is... Okay, so they're the same thing. Okay. I didn't know if you were proficient in dex saves, but... Did you want it in... Uh... I am proficient in deck saves. Yeah. But that yeah. So did you was did you say that was with advantage or just straight roll? Straight roll. Ten. Ten. You, you come soaring towards it, it bounces off of your claws and begins to to sort of fumble there in the sky. Um, you hit the wall. You look down out of the glass tower and the city of Draconopolis below you is coming up fast but you're not done just yet uh, I would like you to make that check again better 24 absolutely it comes you bounce off of the ground you grab a hold of it in one hand roll me a percentile Hey, thanks for the raid, Nerd Asylum. Thank you guys so, so much. Uh, you have come in at a great moment. Our heroes are in a tumbling sky giant's castle, once run by a Chance Karin, uh, an ancient silver dragon who has been taken over and impersonated. Our friend, Sirak, it is his last adventure with us, and he is about to grab one of the pieces of the staff of Gyron. This tower-like castle has now completely inverted, plummeting down to a city below. What was your percentile? Percentile. 70. Okay. I'm going to roll against that. What do you think? Higher or lower? Uh, lower. Lower. Okay. Sixty-six. 
10, which is appropriate because as you grab the staff of Gyron, the other one tucked into your belt, you go to reach for it as you tumble upside down. You're looking down as the ground and the towers of Draconopolis are, are flying up towards you. And out of your pouch, a cube comes wavering up. You go to grab it. And as you do, your claw depresses one of the sides. And the energy begins to burst forth from your fingertips. Instinctively, you... What do you do, actually? That's up to you. So, can I? Am I able to tell which uh, button I hit? You're not at the moment. No, you can take a moment to look at it if you want. So I grab at it, and the and it starts uh, opening a portal. That that's what you think. You're gonna have to project it, but it's starting. It's powering up in your hand in a way that you haven't seen it do before. I wonder if I can project this portal in front of the falling tower to engulf most of the structure. That's going to be tough, but you got good aim. Let's make a um, let's make a ranged attack roll to see if um, you can open this portal and spread it wide enough to catch this tower. Sixteen, eight plus eight. Okay. The central tower, you you hold on to it and you open the portal, the blue energy sparking with green and electricity wrapped in sort of white like clouds. The other the underside of them blackened as though they were charged with rain. It begins to spread out. You're gonna get the central tower. I'm going to give you one more roll to see if you can get the rest of the castle. Otherwise, part of it's going to crash into the city below. Okay? Mm-hmm. Range attack roll. No, that's an 11. That's an 11. Okay. You don't get all of it, but you get most of it. Okay? Mm-hmm. The castle goes from... If it had remained straight up and down, you'd have had it. But it turns ever so slightly. You don't know that, though. You're at the bottom of it. You've got bigger things going on. As you come approaching land. Yes. As you come bursting forth into this portal, you are no longer approaching land. In fact, as you all back up in the tower fall you actually come to sort of a weightless equilibrium the tower doesn't quite feel like it's upright but it's no longer upside down as a few moments pass Iraq you press your beak 
up against the window. And all around you, you see open blue sky racked in clouds. I'm just going to look around and I'm going to instinctively, uh, just because of how I was born, uh, where I was born on the prime material plane, I'm going to keep like, I'm going to like 360, well, not through like 180 degree view. And I'm going to like try to find like, where is the land and which direction are we falling? I'm because right now I just assume I'm very disoriented. Sure. Um, part of the crystal dome here, part of that glass dome has been shattered. Um, you're not falling. You're actually, you're having an easier time flying than you probably have in your entire life. Um, do you want to exit the dome? Uh, do I see the, um, the shadow of the, uh, white, uh, the white worm? No. You don't hear it. You don't see it. He really wants to go out there, but he's going to turn around and he's going to start going as fast as he can back down the staircase to check on everybody. Once it has leveled out, your friends are actually going to be sort of cresting up into the room as you go to turn and look for them. You guys are, I'm going to say you're doing the International Space Station walk, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you're doing the ISS walk. Uh, as you make it up there, Tauroth has been helping keep people from, from popcorning around that tower. Uh, but it, but all of a sudden it all sort of leveled out. Um, you see them, Sirach. Go ahead. As I see them, I'm going to run up. Is everyone okay? Yeah, just kind of weird floating thing, just falling and then not falling, but we're still falling. Are yeah. we falling, Sorak? What's going on? I, I, I can't. I, I'm not 100 percent sure. Uh, we were we were falling, and we were uh, we were headed straight for the ground. Um, and I kind of pulled out the cube, and oh, we, oh, we died, didn't we? No, we're all dead. Oh no, no, not yet. Not. I don't think so. No, I. I I learned about something about the cube that it could do. It could open a portal. Um. But I didn't. I didn't think it was strong enough, or I was strong enough to do it yet. But I guess in that moment, we kind of it kind of opened up a portal, and it took us somewhere. But it feels familiar, but not in something like that I've ever that I've ever experienced. Something that I just I that I that I know. I don't like when you walk into a bar you've never been to before, but the atmosphere feels right. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Hey, give me a minute. And I'm going to soar out the hole and kind of try to take a look around. Yeah. With your passive perception, you, you look and below the castle, above it, to the left, right, any degree... There's no land here. It it doesn't exist. Off in the distance, you think you see a similar cloud-borne uh, fortress. 
and as you peel your eyes, you see flying in a V a group of about seven Eric Cochran. I'm Sorak is going to probably uh, uh, there's going to be a, a lot of moments for him, but probably for one of the first times um, he's going to just open his wings, not flap. Uh, normally when he's in this situation, he'll, you know, open his wings and he'll glide down to where he's at, but he's just going to open his wings and see like if there's an errant, you know, up gust that'll just carry him higher and higher and higher. There's a bit of one. Yeah. It moves. You have to adjust with it, but, but yeah, you, you feel the air and the wind buoy and support you in, in a really instinctual way. After I get about 50, 60 feet in the air, I'm going to kind of do a, as I'm coming up, I'm going to flip and then I'm going to just go into a like Peregrine Falcon dive Mm -hmm. right back down to the castle, right through the hole Mm -hmm. and like last second wings fully out as it buffets. And I stop right before and with the biggest grin you guys have probably ever seen from him, he's going to look and go, guys, I think we're here. Here, where, where's here? Where? There, there's, there's another castle. It's there. There's a castle on the clouds. There's, I, I mean, I used, to, I mean, in my dreams, I used to go there. Um, there is. <laughs> All there right, said, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> I saw, I saw a bunch of birds, but they look like me, and I think, I think we're in, I think we're in the plane of air. Sarai's gonna like push off the wall and <laughs> Charlie sure. and Chocolate Factory like swim over to him and just give him this huge hug. You're home. And he's just like looking around and kind of realizing what's going on. And he's gonna like <sighs> smile at everyone and he's gonna go, come, come, come look, come look. And he's gonna like. Saride still holding on, but like start flapping and going She'll back. Let go. He leads you out of the out of the tower, and and you do, you see, you are in the elemental plane of air. The other Era Cochran are on their way. Uh, they'll make their way over in short order, and after uh, a series of inane questions, um, sort of take your experience to heart. Um, Serac is invited back to the, their city. Um, you're all invited, but Serac is invited to stay. Um, it's a wondrous moment. It is a, a family sort of reunited as what is probably at least two generations of, of errant Eric Cochran from the Prime Material Plane uh, for the first time in, in about two, three generations sees the, the plane of air. Um, 
it is it is a wonderful moment of respite. Sirach, when do you tell them that you want to stay? So, I figure... I figure we have like a meal, we have a dinner, and they tell us that we can stay for a rest, which I think we all would agree that we'd need to take. And it's going to be probably as we're getting ready to be in the rooms, like we're getting to the rooms and we're kind of like discussing the plan as to, you know, okay, so we get back, we have the pieces of the staff of, you know, Gairon, what, you know, what, what are we doing next? What's our next plan? And probably in that moment is what I'm, when Sirach would say something. And as plans are being discussed and the working of the cube and where is it going to take us back, Sirach would kind of look up and go, um, uh, well, the, 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 the funny thing is, uh, you don't need me, uh, to use the cube. Uh, any, anyone, uh, can use the cube and the same thing with the staff, uh, even these two shards, which I'll like hand over towards Thosin. Guys, I'm really sorry, but I. This is. This is where I was. What I was trying to get to the whole time. It's what I was. I spent so much time learning about. The different planes, how to how to jump in between them, how to detect the portals. I was. I was trying to get home. I was trying to find, where home was for me. I wasn't. I, I mean, I've, I've lived on the prime material plane. It's where I, it's where I've been, but it was not. I don't know. There's something so effortless here, and I don't know how to say this, but I, I, I don't want. I don't want to leave. I'll put my hand on his shoulder and say, "You have nothing." to apologize for. We all understand. Speaking from someone who has settled down and moved and settled down and still looking for where my adventure leads me, it's very fortunate for you to have found your, uh, how, how do some say, the happily never ever after, never after? But there's so much... <laughs> There's so much things that we have to we still have to do. There, there are other pieces of the staff. There, there's so much game that's going on. But there's still Star Song. We have to. He's still um, there. I want to slide a hand and pluck one of Sorok's feathers as he started to panic. <laughs> Just hold it up in front of him. It's like 
Breathe, Ciroc. Breathe. There's so much we have to do. You did everything you had to do. And now you're home for everything you did. I'm going to... Uh going to pull out the cube and look at it and um by any chance is the symbol for the plane of elemental air on there you realize that the castle's connection forged by the cloud giants is most likely what uh triggered the cube um accessing the elemental plane of air yes okay i'm gonna i'm gonna take the cube go to hand it to saride now, this this side here is the is the prime material plane. This side here is the plane of fire. This side here is the Feywild. And this new side right here is the plane of elemental air. So all you have to do is double tap. And you and ten of your best friends sitting around you get to get to go with you to whichever plane that you're going to. Well, nine. Nine of my best friends. But I mean you know which one I'm at. So <laughs> if you never if you ever need a hand, just don't just just give a call, okay? Of course. I'm just going to go in and give everyone a great big hug. Just going to take a piece of the cube real quick. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> Treasure's going to hug him back. Listen, don't be a stranger, and you better send Digor Christmas cards, okay? <laughs> very, very good. Definitely. You know, I don't even know if they celebrate that around here. Could have so many traditions to teach them about. This will be fun. <laughs> we'll definitely come with a whole lot of new stories no one here has heard of. Gonna be the coolest kid on the block. Mm -hmm. <laughs> think uh, of that. I'll be cool. Huh? <laughs> uh, Ciroc, once dinner is over and everything, wait a second, one more shooting lesson. I mean, if you really want me to show you up again, I, I can do it. I, I've been practicing. I've been practicing. I'm going to miss all of you guys. The night passes joyfully. And the way that we cling to life as we say goodbye. It is a bittersweet joy. It is a joy that all mortals experience as they ring out every last second, as they forge just one more memory. The 
following day or night. Don't believe there's a day-night cycle in this plane. But when you are done resting, Sarai takes the cube and under Sarak's watchful instruction returns to the prime material plane. Sarak, it is... It's a moment that catches in your throat. And for the days that follow, as excited as you are to be among your people, but among your people in their home, you can't help but think towards your friends. As you return to your chambers one night, you find a stack of letters written not just from the friends you got to say goodbye to, but the ones you didn't. One scrawled and scratchy draconic-like script uh, says, Dear Sirach, you were an exemplary employee. I find your exit from my employ without the two weeks notice to be most unprofessional. However, you are very kind letting me cook fowl and chicken. I will miss you. I will make sure they are okay. When we have a company picnic, I expect your attendance. Sincerely, Screamers. Oh, thank God. I, I wasn't sure who it was. I'm going to... The letters are the opportunity for the other players that were not in tonight's adventure to say goodbye to you. Eric, mm-hmm. it has been a joy. Uh, to have you in this game in specific and always a joy to have you at my table and on this channel. We know we are not saying goodbye to you, uh, but Serac as a character has always been a ray of sunshine in what is not always my brightest game. (laughs) And I thank you for that. I thank you for it deeply and sincerely. So Thank you, guys pleasure's ours or mine at the very least i'm sure it's theirs too um my dear friends thank you so so much for hanging out with us uh thank you for staying a little late um Ciroc deserved his moment and uh will go down a- as a savior of most of draconopolis uh as people tell tell his tale um there will be some fallout for that one guy in that one house who's like he saved the whole town but my house gets crushed exactly um we will see what the dragon's response is as now some of the ancient uh, chromatics and dragon first movement knows that uh, some small folk have stolen uh, an ancient artifact of theirs. So we will deal with that fallout next week. 
Um, thanks so, so much for hanging out with us. We will see you guys next time. But until then, be cool.